plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And we're back. Uh, a week off. We're rested, relaxed. I don't know about Matt, but I really enjoyed getting to take a week and uh, uh, get a little more enthused some of my other hobbies. I've been feeling quite a bit burned out on things, so super excited to be back. Super excited to talk about Legacy, but Matt, how you doing? Well, first off, we're Cantrip Cartel. Hello. Oh, yeah, they know about that. <laughs> oh, I'm doing all right. Been chugging my way through Bloodborne, which we'll go into detail uh, so that's how I describe any game I enjoy playing, chugging through. Some of it's a slog. Yeah. Some of it's not. I will give a brief overview of that. I am enjoying the game. I think it has what, in my opinion, are very, they're flaws. Let's mm-hmm. just call them flaws. And when you have a game that's difficult and punishing, the any flaw you have is amplified. Mm-hmm. So any little nuisance becomes even more of a nuisance when you're trying to fight a boss 20 times. Yeah. Not that I, to be fair, I have not had any boss that I had to fight 20 times. So I am way ahead of the people on Reddit. <laughs> I've had, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I was playing along with Matt. So I found, I, I got my PS4 going again. And so I got, when he was going, I, I found one of my old save files that was like close to where he was. And I kind of caught up to him and then sort of sped run the game where I just kind of ran straight to bosses, didn't level too much. And like I had a couple dude, like one of the dudes where I had to fight, and beaten the game a couple times, and I still had to fight him like, like ten times. I just kept getting, I kept being too aggressive and it? kind of dying. It was Mensis. Oh, Mensis. Gotcha. It was Mensis boy because I kept just, um, I kept getting fucked over by his little tentacle attack slash his star bolt attack, mm-hmm. and just I fought him a lot. Yeah, yeah. There, most of them. I will say, it has not been as difficult as I thought it would be. Um, it's more. I would describe it. I think punishing is a better word than difficult, um, although it is difficult too. I'm not gonna be yeah, it's the hard. There. I agree 100 that yeah, the Dark Souls games are just they just punish mistakes. Yeah. Like you just there's no room. A lot of times there's no room for error. Yeah, and the punishment is usually dying and having to go back. Well, and they pile punishment on top of punishment, especially in Bloodborne. So like you die, that's so you fought like you dodge left and you should have dodged right. Okay, cool, you died. That's punishment number one, and yep. that to me is where the difficulty is because you need to know. The mechanics of the boss fight. So mm-hmm. there's the the boss itself is difficult. The punishment is everything in between you and fighting that boss again is what I consider punishment and not difficulty. So like you die, then you have loading screen, then yeah. you wake up, and you have to either a if you're lucky you'll be pretty close to a shortcut. Sometimes the short some some of the shortcuts are very simple. Like yeah. and. It, it seems like they put some thought into them. Like the more difficult bosses, typically speaking, have shorter shortcuts. Yep. Um, which is good. They should. <laughs> but like, this is the question I had posed to Jake. And I was like, well, if you were fighting a boss fight that you planned on fighting, needing to fight anywhere between five and 20 times. Yeah. And there was a three to five minute cutscene that you couldn't skip yep. at the start of that boss fight every single time. You may still play the game, but you would at least agree that it's bad design. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what the running back to is to me is like, it, I've, I already got to the boss. Yeah. Now, I one of the things they're trying to do is make it so you can't literally just sprint to the boss. You have yeah. to do, you have to play the level. To me, I don't know how you would do it. And I'm, there's, you know, this Dark Souls, Bloodborne, they're not the only games with bosses or whatever, but like somewhere in between would be ideal as far as that stuff goes because like that was the one thing i was talking to amanda about it i'm like fighting this boss and i'm like i don't even care that I, like i'm fighting the boss and the boss is fine but like what i'm going i die and i go great 
Mm-hmm. Loading screen. Yep. Here we go again. Run past this stuff. And then every now and then, since you can run past the enemies for the most part, but every now and then they just turn around and hit you. Yeah. So it's just like, well, cool. I rolled a one on a D100. And so now I start this boss fight at less than full health. Yep. So with either one fewer potion or less than full health and like little stuff like that. And we'll yes. go Sometimes into much they, greater detail. detail. Insta aggro you. And it's like, yeah. that's fucking great. Cool. Yeah. Or like <laughs> I was telling Jake. So like I was doing the uh, I was fighting the first real boss and you had to like run down this tunnel. You don't have to. There's another way. But the shortcut is run down this tunnel and duck around this giant pig. Yeah. And I was fighting him. And, like, for the first five or six times, I just went right around this pig. Yep. And then just out of the blue and every time since, he would just turn around and swing and hit me. Yeah. Because he has, like, a little, like, roaring animation he goes. So he sees you, he roars, he, like, sets up, and it's plenty of time to get past. Yep. Unless he skips that part and just hits you. Yeah. And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. It, it, it literally felt like the game turned on a switch and went... Okay, you get hit at this part now. Yep. Because yeah. at that from that point forward, unless I and this is what I had to do now, I had to stop and kill him. Every single time <laughs> I tried to make it around him, either going left or right, or I'd let him charge. And every single time, if I didn't just stop and kill him, he would hit me. He'd hit you. That's awesome. And so you, it just got to the point where I stopped and killed him every time. You can only run to Father Gascione nine times. Right. And I'm like, what the, like, it was just so weird. I'm like, surely this isn't like coded, coded, but like it feel, it felt like it was. So like, it, it, and at that point it was just quicker, stop, kill him. Cause he's super easy. Like even like for me, brand new, like, I'm like, this pig is nothing. Like you just fucking dodge his first attack yep. and then swing and kill him. Like, cool. Got it. So, and that happened. There was another enemy that, that started to do that. I forget which one. It was one of the. Uh, just the regular hunter beast guy yeah. the townspeople or whatever but you just can't slip him anymore yeah where it's just like i just spent the past 45 minutes just dodging you like nothing and now i and the thing is it's not like i did anything different because at the time he changed his behavior i was still doing the same thing yep and it's just this time he's now doing a weird thing and now he's going to keep doing that weird thing and now i have to and so but yeah anywho i don't want to go too far on the bloodborne thing because we'll talk about that later but I am enjoying it. I am almost done from what you've said. Very Place. close. Got like two bosses left. You could, I think there's some more area. There's plenty. There's uh, there's actually several more areas to explore. Did you ever get to the, uh, did you ever ride the carriage to nowhere? The like ghost carriage thing? Yeah. Yeah. I forget where. Was that the Kanehurst? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you found Kanehurst yeah. and whatnot. And beat the boss up there. That's how you get to the vile blood lady. She's at the, she's after that. You put the crown on? Yes. You okay. put the crown on, you go forward. Okay. So that's that was the big area thing. There's uh, there's probably a little I more. I actually to, really enjoyed that. Whole I, zone. I, I enjoyed it. It was too. very cool. It was yeah. I very much liked the that one. Was one of those areas where the lore really hit me. Where I was like, this feels very like lorey and cool. Yes. And the cool. I remember vividly being like when you step out and you look down, and you see the dead horses, and it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's just that was just cool to me. Where it's like we just rode the, We rode across a bridge that doesn't exist, being pulled by horses that have been dead forever. Yeah. The spoiler, I guess. <laughs> that boss was the one where the. Um, the run back really uh-huh. start. I'm just like, oh yeah, really? There's, yeah, there's nothing. I remember because I fought him my first. I don't think I fought him. I played the game a couple more times. I don't do that area. Yeah, uh, but I believe I fought him 10, 20 times, mm-hmm. like a lot, because he's kind of tough. Yeah, it it took me five or six. Um, but like those past the last couple were just like I'm like this fucking walk is yep. driving me nuts. Yep, the yep. big thing with me is like the first his so his first phase is really 
pretty easy as long as you don't just get like gibbed basically. Yeah. Um, and then the he goes, he goes full aggro. He the goes full phase. aggro. And one of the things, so I primarily use that two handed sword, and yep. I've gotten so used to using it in its two handed mode that I have to like remind myself to like switch styles and that like so like i fought him like three or four times just trying to force the two-handed mode the whole time uh-huh. and then like i swapped got like much farther on the second and, and then the the next one i just beat him i yep. was like cool got it figured out i just need i was like i just need to be more a little more mobile a little faster and yep. a little faster so it was just like dodge his shit pop pop and then yep. bounce out yep. but like two hits with the the two-handed sword just takes too long and yep. takes too much stamina because like he's constantly coming at you in that second phase. So it's like I need two hits, but I need this like a chunk of stamina re- to remaining so I can be like dodge, dodge, dodge. Yep. So like after I did that, it was he wasn't too bad. But that that run through that castle, even with the shortcut, I'm like seriously. <laughs> like yep. And especially like if you think about like it, I don't know if you remember or not. It's platforming. Yeah, and it's not hard platforming. I hate it though. But it's not even like obvious that it would be that nope. like you're you're running along rooftops and falling off onto ledges and shit like that. Yeah. And it's just like and, like and like Dark Souls, uh like I Elden Ring doesn't do it. So like the the rule of gaming is yellow paint. I believe Uncharted yeah. gave us yellow paint. Yellow or white paint to tell you where to go. Dark Souls does not do that. Nope. And it's just like there's a lot of like walking over me like, is this going to kill me? And you, if you play online where there's like notes, there's a lot of notes being like, no travel here. No. Ju-. Have you seen notes in Dark Souls? Yeah, I, I, I've so the, seen the, them. They're pre-scripted. You, play... you can't you yeah. can't just write whatever you want. You, there's like phrases mm-hmm. and they'll be. Yeah, they'll be like uh, so like an Elden Ring. It was it always say uh, no horse ahead because you use your horse to explore. Gotcha. And it would oh. say no exploring ahead. Gotcha. But yeah. A lot of times I'll tell you that. One, half the people will be telling you that there's a hidden path and you should jump off and die. Mm-hmm. And the other half will be telling you that there's no path here. Don't, there's nothing here. Yeah. So, because there's none in Bloodborne. In Dark Souls 3, there's at least one place where there's an invisible bridge. Of course. There's one in Elden Ring, <laughs> so too. So you just have to walk off the yep. ledge and just. Unless you have notes on, mm-hmm. because everyone will write notes on the invisible bridge. But like, yeah, there's, there's invisible bridges. And it's like, that's kind of dumb. Thanks, yep. guys. That's. Okay, I was promised a story. Yes, so, work story. We're 10 minutes in. <laughs> so, on Monday, I'm not going to name names or anything here. So, I got sent to a small town in order to secure a permit to do some work in that town. Okay. So I was told to go to the courthouse. Oh, that was, uh, okay. Yes. So, I was told to go to the courthouse. So, I Google the courthouse in this town. It's on High Street. And I go there. And uh, guess what? It's the wrong fucking one. So, I went to the county one, and it needed to be the city one. So, of course, I didn't find that out until I go through security, which wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Remembered I had my knife on me. I just walked up to the security guard and went, hey, first things first, I have a knife. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, it's a small town where we're at. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It, I could have walked in there with a gun. And as long as I gave it to yeah, him, he wouldn't care. Fine. Um, and rightfully so. But, like, because it's not like he doesn't have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was looking right at it when he handed yep. me the key. So, like. I've got my work knife on me. I give it to him. He locks it up, gives me the key. He's like, yeah. just give this back to me and I'll give you your knife back when you leave. Cool. Fair enough. Go up there, figure out where it's at because none of these names, none of these uh, offices are named the permit office. No. So I find one of them and I'm like, maybe it's this because I've never done this before. Yep. I go in there. I'm like, hey, I'm here to pick up a uh, permit for such and such. And she's like, cool. Uh, was it in town or in the county? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's in town. She's like, well, you're in the county. 
courthouse. So you need to go to this place. Yep. Leave. Yeah. So she gives me another address. Now, at this point, I was like, I went, ugh. But like, I looked at the address and I was actually, I had to get two things. I was supposed to get a permit and another piece of equipment. Okay. And where I was being sent to get the piece of equipment was where she told me to go to get the permit. I was like, oh, "Oh, cool. So, yeah, it took, you know, I lost 10 minutes here, but who gives a shit? I was going to go here anyways. So I go in there. Mm -hmm. Go in where I'm supposed to go for the equipment is uh, Suite 101. Sure. First door on my left. Walk right in. Cool. Found it. I'm like, sweet. We're fucking basically done here. Oh, I forgot to mention. I got sent here as my last run. Where I was at was approximately 45 minutes to an hour away from where I work. That's about how long I had left on my shift. I had a little bit longer. So my plan was to go over there, grab the permit, grab the equipment, and then go home. By the time you get home, you're off work. I'm off work. And I would just, because I'm the, I'm literally the first one there every morning. There's no, it was for the job following day. So there's no difference. I don't need to bring it back. You were there on Monday? You were there on Monday? This was doing this on Monday. Yes. Okay. Um, so the job was on Tuesday. Gotcha. Um, so I get over to this place. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? I'm from blah, blah, blah. I need this. She's like, okay. So, and let's rewind, pause, rewind. I am sent to go here to that particular place because the small town government people told the people above me that that's where you go for this equipment. Yep. So it's not like I'm just picking a random place out of yeah. the, like we've been told the by city the, told us, the come city here. told us come here and get this equipment. So I go there <clears throat> and the lady's like, yeah, you don't actually get that here. You go to this other place. And I was like, cool. Bureaucracy. Hooray. Be cool if somebody told me that. Yep. But whatever. So at this was point, it in the original building? No. Oh, that'd be so funny. Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fair enough. And she, uh, again, they're friendly people, but yeah. I'm getting the the run, the run around. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Because at this point, I've caught on. Okay, fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> We're now on fool me twice. And so someone like, just tell me exactly yep, the step by and step. And that's what I did. And she was like, yeah, you have to go there. You don't go in. You call. It's automated. They will come out to you. They will give you the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And I was like, okay, well, since you're here in this building, I also need to pick up a permit. Yep. Do you know where in this building I go to do that? Because I tried, like, there's a little placard on the wall uh-huh, and it and doesn't that, say anything about that. None of them say permits. Right. And she's like, yeah, actually where you get that permit is the same place. So now I've, this is now the second location I've been told to get this permit. Yep. So I'm like, okay, that kind of made me a little suspicious because I was like, well, the other lady told me to come come over here. Yeah. But I mean, she just, and I've got like, I've got a phone number, a name and an address. So I'm like, this lady clearly knows what she's talking Uh about. Cool. So I'm like frustrated at this point, but I'm like, well, the third place has got to be the last place I go. Yep. (laughs) Because, you know. It's the third fucking place. Third time's a charm, as they say. <laughs> so I get over there, call. They're like, okay, cool. They let me in because like there's a thing on the door, no public ask- access. Yep. And the funny thing is she acted confused when I was like, hey, yeah, I'm outside. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, you have a thing that says no public access. So I didn't want to just walk yep. in. It literally says go away. Right. So like I'm calling you. Can someone come let me in? Yeah. So she does. And there's these two guys. One of them. Uh, this will come up in a second is an inspector okay the other one i don't know his job title we work with inspectors quite closely in this business so he's the one who gets to go yeah that's good enough or that's not good enough and you can't leave until it's fixed correct so i'm like hey i'm here to pick up this equipment 
He's like, okay, do you have your permit? I'm like, I was told to come here for the permit. He's like, nope, I can't give you the equipment without the permit. The whole point of the permit is to get you permission. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best thing ever. And I'm like, okay. This makes me so happy. My blood is boiling. (laughs) And you've seen this look on my face before. You know exactly the look I'm giving this guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, all right. Where do I go? Where do I go to get that permit? And he tells me the address that I just left. He's like, yeah, it's actually on the third floor. And I'm seething. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? At least it's a small town. Well, the funny thing is, it's a small town, but it's laid out like shit. And there's one ways everywhere. So it's actually not. It's It's not convenient. It actually takes like almost 10 minutes to go like four blocks (laughs) in this tiny fucking town. And I've never actually. So like I've been there before. Yeah, you don't know it. I don't know it well enough. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, I don't need to Google it back to where I was just at. But every single different address I've had to Google. Oh, yeah. Because I've never fucking been there. You don't know where it is. And it's all downtown because that's where all the government buildings are in a small town. They're doing construction downtown. Uh-huh. So Why wouldn't they be? It's a fucking mess. That's and amazing. there's no actual parking. So I'm parking on the street every time. Yeah. So not only do I have to fight for parking, I have to fight tra- construction traffic to get back to get out to- onto the road. Yep. So like what should be a very simple process, and I'm not even done. Uh-huh. We're about a third, two thirds of the way through the story as far as hilarity goes. <laughs> so... He sends me back over there. He's like, yeah, you need this permit. He pulls out an old permit. He's like, it'll look like this. Yep. It'll have all this information on it. Cool. Uh, he's, I'm like, yeah, they, I sure. Is this the like, shut off utilities? Yes. Okay. Basically. There were plumbers. I had people who were plumbers. And so we we're shutting off utilities to do work. Gotcha. Yes. Um, he's like, go there, get that permit, then come back here and I will give you the equipment you need. Yep. Okay, cool. And he can tell I'm upset. He's oh, like, yeah. I get this. And I'm like. He's like, you know, you know, you're you're a new technician or whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm not even the technician. Nope. Like, I'm, I'm an office he- guy. I'm sent here to pick up the permit. That's it. I yep. have no connection to this at all. I'm not the guy doing the work. Yep. I don't know any of this stuff. So I go out to my car. They follow me out there. Yeah. Including the inspector. He's like, hey, are you at this address? Is that what you're looking for? I was like, yeah, that's the one. He's like, yeah, you don't actually need that equipment. And I'm talking to the inspector. <laughs> so the, the, he's, he's the law of the land. He's yes. the one who'll tell you. So I'm talking to the inspector and he's using a bunch of technical language that I don't fucking know. And I'm like, dude, write it down. Like, yep. I don't know what you just said. Like, I understand the words. I have no idea what yeah. any of this stuff means. would be means. like me telling you, hey, can you go to the tax and get me an off billet? Make sure it's a double off billet, not a single off billet yeah. and a rear cinch. Cool. Right. Like, I understand the words you're saying, but they I don't, don't know anything. what anything, any of that means. That's awesome. So like. He's like, okay, you don't actually need any of that stuff. I'm like, all right. And he's like, but you still have to go get your permit. I was like, okay. So he's, I go back over. Yeah, this is where it gets even dumber. I go back up there. I talk to the permit lady yep. who has been in direct contact with other people, the people that have, she's been orchestrating all this, right? Okay. I was like, hey, um, I'm here to pick up this permit, but they don't actually... But the guy was saying, we don't actually need the equipment that I was for. And she's like, what are you talking about? That's what the permit is for is so you can get that equipment. Yep. I was like, that's what I was told. Yep. Apparently, he's now telling me this guy. I don't want to say his name. Sure. He gave me his card, too. So I was like, here's evidence that I'm not full of shit. I now have his card. I spoke to this I was over at this address, talked to this guy and another guy. Yep. And so she calls him. She's like, yeah, turns out you don't actually need that permit or that equipment. So... They charge just $70 for the permit. 
that we don't need that we don't need and we don't get our money back that's that's the smallest of these issues so let's rewind three weeks we did the work the inspector comes out says it's not done we need to replace the equipment i'm trying to get they take three weeks to get us this permit yeah in the meantime the people at this house are living in a hotel because they have no utilities at their house because of this and the only reason we're doing this and the only reason we're doing this is we quote failed the inspection because of this particular item i don't want to say any of this stuff because it could all mean something to somebody yeah they we failed the inspection because of this particular piece of equipment uh-huh that the inspector comes out and says yeah we don't actually need that it's this and this all you need to do is do these two things what the fuck is going on right oh my gosh this isn't funny. This is upsetting. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, at first it starts out kind of funny because, oh, Matt's getting the runaround. Mm-hmm. And then it actually turns out that this small town has been fucking one of its residents for the past three weeks. Almost a month. Because they're wildly incompetent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were those people? Like, oh, I've just been living in a hotel for the past three weeks because this tiny little town doesn't have its shit together. What a bunch of incompetent idiots. Yep. And at that point, I was like, I mean, I called. So I called up my boss. I was just like, so how's it going? Yeah. And she's like, fine. How are you? Because I I talked to her a couple times because each time something weird would go wrong. Like by the time I got to the third place and I got sent back, I was I called her. I was like, look, there's something going on here. Yeah. And I was just like, because, well, I've been in Logansport for an hour and I still don't have the permit. So you need to know that I don't have the permit. Yeah, no kidding. And I called her again after all that. And I was like. Fuck this whole town. <laughs> yep. Fuck everybody in it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. I was so pissed. <laughs> Everyone should be pissed. Right. Like, how is that even a thing? I I I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's it's one of those things where it's like very galling. That type of incompetence is so and, and it's to not, be so blase about it. It's not incompetence that like it's not it's not victimless incompetence. No. There are real victims who are who are legitimately suffering in some capacity because you guys are so bad at your job. Right. And this like if the story ended with haha, you don't need your $70 permit and you know, we made a goof, but you're a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, it's fucking fine. 70, cares, bucks. 70 bucks. It's okay. It was an it's accident. Stupid, but whatever. Go do the job. Go go do the go start the job tomorrow, you'll be fine. Right. It's no, not. It's, it's these people still aren't living in their home oh for my. almost a month. Because the fucking place is incompetent. So, yeah, I uh, was real upset. Gotcha. (laughs) And I can laugh about it now, but I was not happy. So, speaking of incompetent. Hooray. I have a story from today. Yay. Unfortunately, it's centered around me. (laughs) (laughs) So, my last call today, my my week's been fine. Um, If you're on the Discord, you know that I've been getting into, I've got all my minis assembled. And I'm actually getting ready to start painting them. And I have an airbrush. And I'm going to try and do all the base coats at once so they all match really nicely, yada, yada. That's kind of been my week. I've been... I've been I I've been in a real slump emotionally. Um, I I have really not been getting any satisfaction from my hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like we just yep. no matter what I do, I'm just not enjoying it. Even like Monday Pioneer, like I love going to Pioneer, and I just haven't been feeling it. That's how my life was for like six years yeah, at FedEx. I, <laughs> I couldn't handle that. And like if Ethan's listening, one of our patrons, he'll know that. Like I kind of feel bad. He kind of got the short end of the stick on Monday. I was just fucking pissed and. Poor well, Ethan got the. He just had to deal with as me. As soon being, as anything goes wrong, you're just immediately you're you're sitting at eight. Yeah. On the nuisance scale, and it's yeah. like as soon as anything, so, 
Ethan, if you're listening, I am sorry. Uh, You deserve an apology. I didn't like yell at him. I just acted like a fucking child. Yeah. And there's no reason to be acting like a fucking child at Pioneer. So I'm sorry to deal with that. But I I honestly, so I I got back into doing my minis and that clicked. I got the rest of, I got them all assembled and they look great. And I, I don't know why that, that did it. So I've, I've got some, I got my dopamine mm-hmm. or serotonin or whichever one it is, but that's how my week has been. How today has been is I finished up my call. Uh, I had to do a, it's a, a kitchen sink slash washer line where it was clogging up and there's, there's a bunch of sludge in it. It's an old 1950s house. There's sludge in it. That happens. There's, I'm going to try and get as much out as I can get you guys to where you have your washing machine works and realistically, we need to do more work. But this is this is today's solution. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, we were talking about there's a sink next to it, um, a laundry sink, big old bare long, like you see in a garage. Yeah. And when they turn the faucet on, it leaks. In, like sometimes a lot, sometimes a little. And she was like, hey, while you're here, can you look at that? And I was like, yeah, I'll see if it's just something that's tightened. Because realistically, turn the water on and it leaks, it probably just needs something tightened. Um, with the style of this sink as well. There's no, uh, it's not coming from the cartridges. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like, so it's probably just something not hooked up right. So I get back behind it, crawl after I'm done doing everything else, everything cleaned up. I crawl back underneath, start working, and it's a super deep sink. My hands barely fit back up in there. I can't tighten anything that needs tightened, and I can't get any pliers up there. So I go to her, and I'm like, if you want me to really work on this, because I wasn't going to charge her. Yeah. For me just to go and like put a plier on something and tighten it, no, we're yeah. not you know, pay for that. But like for me to really diagnose this, I need to pull your faucet out. Mm-hmm. I can't do that for free. Yeah, I, For me to actually undo thing and pull a whole thing out of the cabinet – it's not necessarily difficult, but it's there's a line on how much I can give away for yeah, free. Yeah, hundred percent. And so um, she's like, yeah, "I just want it to work. So you know, if it needs replaced or not, but let me know. But yes, take it out. I'll I'll pay the charge, whatever." And so I pull it out, and as I thought, there's a little connector that was just really loose. And so I up above the sink, it's pretty easy. Crank it tight. Um, there was another thing that was loose that wasn't leaking, but it was loose and annoying. So tighten him up. You know, fuss things around. Put it back on, crawl back underneath, wiggle my hand up there. So to tell you how tight this is, and it's, I mean, I, I can see it and I can work in it, but I cannot turn my hand around up mm-hmm. in here. It has to come down, turn it, and then go back up. That has That's to how, be fun. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So I get the two, uh, there's two plastic nuts that hold the faucet down to the sink. Um, and I put the, I put those on pretty tight and I don't crank them, but I put them on pretty tight. Then I put the water on uh, to the faucets, to the handles, which you have to take those tight. Yep. So they don't leak. Come back up, turn the water on. Go to turn the nozzle, the turn the water on. I installed it backwards. Hooray! And so they open right against the wall. <laughs> and I was like, "Are you?" So it's like my bathtub. Fucking kidding me! <laughs> Do it again, Jake. <laughs> yep. So I go in there and I squeeze in. I get the tool up. And I take it out and I take it out. Bring it up. Flip it around. Tighten it all back up. And then I notice, and we didn't notice this before because the faucet was leaking. Uh, when you're on water, the drain's leaking too. Oh, great. And so I start looking at it and I, I try, the first thing is always oh, try tightening. I tighten it up. And when you put a basket strainer in your standard drain, there are, there's the strainer and it gets pinched onto the, onto the sink or tub here. And it has a rubber seal and a cardboard seal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, uh, the rubber goes in the bottom, then the cardboard, and then your tightening nut. And the cardboard is there so that nut doesn't pinch the rubber yeah, to, as it tightens to protect against it. Because yes. you've got metal, then presumably metal, the rubber, cardboard. metal. Right. Now, this is in this particular example, it was actually metal. It was actually plastic, 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 yeah. plastic, rubber, plastic. So you don't really need it, but it comes with it. Well, that's all it's underneath there. And I'm like, well, that's not right. And I was like, well, she's already paid for me to do this work. I'm, I'm happy to throw this in. 
I'm already here. This will take me five minutes. I go get some plumber's putty. I pull it apart, and whoever installed it put the rubber part on top and the cardboard top part on bottom. Gotcha. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. Yep. And so I take it all apart, plumber putty, reassemble it, get all back together. And then you have to have the the delicate conversation of, hey, did you guys put this in yourself? <laughs> and she's like, no, we hired someone to do it. And I'm like, cool. That guy's an idiot. Yeah, don't hire them again. <laughs> yeah. Whoever did that doesn't know how to install a basket strainer. But it was um, that the, the the it was just like, OK, I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm OK, not. I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm never leaving. <laughs> no, I'm not. And so finally, finally got finished. But that was not nearly as much incompetence. And and the homeowner gets to use her washer today. Well, I was well, I was sitting there for you because the running joke with us is one broken bolt. Yes. And I was just Waiting like, he's going to gonna tighten one of these things because you said it was oh. old. And I'm just like, as soon as you say it's old to me, old and rusted and yes. stuff like that, I'm just oh, like, yeah. well, that luckily, means it's one crank too far this from is all snapping. New. This is all pretty new. Gotcha. Um, but I was like, so this one thing I had to tighten that was loose and causing the leak, it's metal and plastic. It's a little plastic stem with threads on it. And like, how tight's tight enough? Yep. Because because as soon as you hear it go crack, it's uh-huh. too tight. Now it's trash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tight enough is really close to too tight. Yep, it's one crank away. And too tight is fucking broken. <laughs> yeah, those I hate doing those when like I haven't worked on that faucet a bunch. And so, I mean, honestly, I'd love to get to break one. Mm-hmm. I'd just love to it see where if I was throwing one away and I could just be like, hmm, so I know where it breaks. Yep. Because I don't know where it breaks. <laughs> you'll break one eventually. Yep, sure will. <laughs> and then you'll know. This one didn't break. Yep. Knock on wood. But yeah, that was that was my and that, you know, the second part wasn't my fault, but the first part was just, I'm a fucking idiot. You're going to do this twice. <laughs> yep. Good thing it was kind of easy. I mean, good thing it comes off easy, at least. Yeah. Especially, at least with the, this kind of something um, you ran into when we were doing some work, you were doing some yep. work for me, where it's like, getting off the second time is a lot easier than getting it off the first time. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, well, you already, you already know already nothing's loose. broken. It's already loose. There's nothing like rusted yeah. together or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I too, I had that exact thought when I went to tighten. I tightened it once or twice and I was like, uh, <laughs> how tight is, how, <laughs> I feel like, you ever, you ever see that old show, uh, Whammy? It sounds really it was all about push your. It was all about pushing your luck. Mm-hmm. And it was how many times you spin the wheel and you can oh, win things. But yep. if you hit a Whammy, you're done. It's kind of, it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune where it's like. How many times do I want to spin this wheel? Because I really don't want to pull it. Because if it leaks, I have to pull it out again. Yeah. I really don't want to. Okay, don't touch it again. (laughs) That's when you tighten it, turn the water on. You can't. Oh, no, you you can't. Gotcha. Because the lines to hook up to the hot and cold water are too short. It has to be installed. It has to be fully complete for you. It has to be installed. (laughs) The only thing you will have to. There's no way to test it. No. You could technically do it underneath. (laughs) Yeah. You could technically, um, you could technically not tighten the little plastic caps that are here at tighten. But it's just, that's just running them up. Like, no, you have to install it to test it. Cool. It all worked out fine. And we're all good to go. And we're 30 minutes into the episode. 
So we're going to keep it a little shorter this week on the magic stuff, Matt. Yeah, sure. What we will not keep it short on, though, is a shout out to our patrons. Uh, Every week we like to thank our patrons. They contribute in a very real way to help make the show better uh, and help Matt and I legitimately dedicate more time to the show. And it helps kind of justify spending time on it. So uh, if you ever want to support us, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. Shout out to Emperor, who every week puts us up on Reddit and actually is one of the most active people in there. Our Discord's decently active. He's always in there chatting about all kinds of stuff, writing commentary on the modern metagame and and awesome, catch playing games with people, playing modern, playing Pioneer. Also, shout out to Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Nate, Asphalt, Ted, Mumbledown, Rob M, Limit of Questions, Winter, Rose, Becker, Derek T, and His Forest. Thank you all for coming in. Thank you all for joining on. I really think I need to edit this list because I've, I've just been doing a running list. There's probably and people, some people come and go, and that's yeah. totally fine. But I'm pretty sure there's a couple people on here that like have left, which is fine, and they just keep getting shouted out. Yeah, they're definitely still in the they're definitely still in the Discord. I have definitely yeah. haven't gone through that. But thank you everyone for coming in. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you listener for listening. And Matt, how is Legacy looking in 30 minutes or less? A whole lot of other again. So Legacy's awesome, man. Um, well, I so I do want to bring up one thing, and I don't want to go over it. A ton, but we did have a ch- uh, showcase challenge last week. I know. I saw that we missed that. Was, that. Yep. And I was like, I of course <laughs> that popped up and I was like, well, we, that makes perfect sense. We don't follow the schedule. And so I have no idea when these things happen. And of course, I saw that some people were posting uh, in the Discord. Somebody was posting uh, some links to showcase decks. And I was like, God damn it. I wanted to find that real quick so we can at least just read off the top eight. Uh, all right. So I've got a uh, version of the top eight pulled up and. Couldn't find it on MTG Goldfish because once you go past like oh, last yep. week, you have to start searching for crap. So I'm just on MTGO.com. So I don't have any data or anything here. But from what I remember, and this was correct. So we got lands, like traditional lands. I one. saw that. So did you notice <laughs> that not two weeks ago, I was like, Matt, no one fucking plays Punishing Fire. Actually, hold on. So the, so I got to be careful here. The suit, like, Are they in, not in order? Yeah, and it actually specifically says first place beside him. So it wasn't Lance that won. So let's see. It was MKC who won 2-0 in the finals. Let's find them. We'll shout them out real quick. Well, he's talking about that. So Lance was in there. I've been talking about how no I one plays. I think Lance was two of the top eight, I think. At least one of them is running two Punishing Fire. And I literally was on record being like, no one fucking plays Punishing Fire anymore. Yep. And Pun Fire Lands just it won or did really well in a challenge. Or super, a, a legacy uh, showcase challenge. Yeah, so it looks like um, it was red-white. Uh, it uh, initiative initiative one find the guy in second place because that's this is a real professional podcasting here and then it looks like if I remember correctly yes so it was uh cascade team or the, cascade yeah team or cascade with the uh, rhinos crashing fo- football yep. and shit like that but it's got the 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 eight spirit guides you're not allowed to oh, have in modern yep so that's the mostly cool. modern deck that gets like Force of Will and Eight Spirit Guides and becomes a legacy deck. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, then we've got, I'll just go top to bottom now. So then we've got Lands with, is this the Punishing Fire one? No. So no punish, no Punishing Fire in that one. Uh, then it was uh, Reanimator, which Reanimator has, re- we're going to talk about that this week. There's been a resurgence of Reanimator, that's for sure. Uh, then we had another Lands deck, uh, Death Sh- Death Shadow, Stone Blade, Control, looks like blue-white control uh, with, yeah, it's just typical blue-white with a splash oh, yeah. of red for Pyro We were talking Blast. about that, how it's just like, it's an incredibly clean control list. Fours, yeah. fours, a two, a three, fours, yeah, four fours, brainstorm, fours. four brainstorm, four swords. Uh, minor misstep is seeing yep. 
I don't want to say like huge play, but it's seeing I like think it's real steady real play. Like it yeah. to me, that is very much a card. It's been here long enough. It's and real. We're gonna be talking about it this week as well. So I just wanted to bring that up. So I know that wasn't a great little segment, but uh going over that top eight mattered a little bit. Absolutely. Uh because to me, like the showcase challenges, I mean, that's one of the things that people are really playing for here. Oh, is yeah. to like long run, get into those, be successful. Yep. And I think the showcases feed into the mocks, don't they? Sure. <laughs> I think they do. I think the showcases and the something else, I think all those, they basically feel like the mox is like the equivalent of the pro tour for MTGO. Mm-hmm. It's MOCS, <clears throat> whatever that is. Yeah. So magic online championship series, I think champion series. Yeah. So red, white initiative, bringing it home. That's notable. Cause that was the yeah. one deck that was supposedly banned out of existence. And yep. that we didn't really think was going to be gone and I'm glad it's not. So, um, I'll be curious to see if it's going to still become a, still be a problem in the long run though yep whether the community i should say whether the community think it's thinks it's going to be a problem in the long run because i don't think i was ever really like hardcore against that deck existing i was pretty happy that a non-blue fair deck if you want to call it a fair deck was being successful anywho as far as this week goes we've got shindy bringing home with reanimator now this has got some spice in it uh, Does it count as spice if it's just if it's just what the deck was five years ago? But it's not quite. It's got some addition, but like I, <clears throat> one of my favorite texts for uh, for Reanimator, one of my favorite cards to get to resolve. Well, what however Animator resolves cards, yeah. Sire of Insanity. Yeah, so we've got Sire of Insanity. We got four grief, which is typical at this point. Yep. Uh, three Archon of Cruelty, again typical. Only two Grizzlebrand, so we're keep like working our way down as far as the trend goes on Grizzlebrands. Um, the one's Ire of Insanity, which we talked about, which resolved against the correct deck is just fucking backbreaking. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't guarantee you the game, but it's really fucking hard when you don't have a hand. Yep. Especially on turn one. Oh yeah. When you're in top it, mode. it has to be like land removal. Runner, 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 runner. Yeah. For you to win that game. Because it is a it is a six four. It's yeah, a it's a, like it's a three turn clock if you don't fetch twice. Right. So which also really limits your number of top decks as far as your lands go. Yep. Because like if you go, even if your land is a fetch, if you if you draw a delta another, delta, right, then the game's now, now, now it's a three turn clock, right, which now, is really relevant. Yeah, that matters a lot because you've wasted two draws drawing lands. Yes, <laughs> now, and if you didn't, you can't play cards. <laughs> yep. If you don't crack them, you lose. If you crack them, you just shave a turn off your clock. Yep. So it's a cool card. Um, it does not surprise me at all that it's seeing play again honestly it surprises me i think there's better things to be doing so you are right it is a backbreaking thing to do i think there i think there are better things to do than a sorry of insanity i love it and i'm happy it's there but like i don't think it holds up to some of the more powerful things to be doing like uh i mean like archon of Ameria or like so if, if you're looking at like as a one of for that well that's how i look at it is yes. i see it as it's like, a one of that I can grab with specific decks against specific matchups yep. where it just like if I get this out and it resolves the game's yes. just over. Yes, and those are what the what those have been in the past. Uh, and this is this is going to be a very non-comprehensive list because I played it for a little while, but I didn't like live and yeah. breathe the deck. But it was Tithebrout Tyrant, Inkwell Leviathan, or and it recently um, the Ameri- uh, Ameria, Archon of Ameria. Yeah, the you get protection from a card protection type. from a card type, and yeah. so those were. And I honestly think if you're looking for one of those one of weird like toolboxy creatures, because it's important to notice in the side there are no toolboxy creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the side is what is spicy to me. It is. That's true. <laughs> uh, I think honestly they're just better. 
I think the other ones are better than Siren Insanity for a toolboxy. Like I need to answer a threat. I need to answer a problem. It. One of the things I like about it Wait, is let me let me let me defend it a little bit more. Yeah, here. sure. So presumably your toolboxy card for the most part is not going to be coming out turn one. So what I like about it is it comes out. I would drop it turn one on games two and three. So like Siren Insanity to me. I don't want to like if I'm just go, like if it's game one and I'm going off with no information, my first and foremost is Grizzlebrand. That's oh, Grizzlebrand, yeah. That's obvious. Yes. That's the one that gives me the most like options, basically. Uh huh. But on I like the aggressive nature of Sire of Insanity, where it's like there's to me there's a a philosophy that it follows, where it's like, for example, against elves. Yep. If you have protection from creatures or whatever, right? That is almost always going to win you the game. Yep. But there are outs, and it does frequently. There's ways to play around it. And it doesn't, like, actively attack their game plan in the same way. I would rather, if if I'm being honest, I would rather have you have that than Sire of Insanity on turn one. Because, like, that fucking Sire of Insanity, it basically means, like, I lose. Yeah. Especially, like, against elves, it's like, well, the only thing I'm running in my deck that can even kill that is... Assassin's Trophy. Assassin's Trophy, which means I have to have two lands. Yep, you have to go (laughs) runner, runner, trophy. (laughs) Right, and that's so fucking hard to do, Yep, and you can't hold anything. So it it can't even be like, I drew Assassin's Trophy, then two lands. It has to be, I drew a land, then played it. I drew a land, then played it. Then I drew Assassin's Trophy. So I look at, so if you're looking at the later games, where you're probably, in my opinion, more likely to hit those silver bullet creatures, um, you're planning on not going turn one. Because most of the time... In games two and three, you can't. If you can, obviously everything's great, but yeah. most of them you can't. And every, like, <gasps> like, Sire of Insanity hits incredibly huge diminishing returns. Oh, yeah. As into, soon as even like, they turn get to play. Three, turn, yeah, like, well, even if you're on the draw, it's a lot worse. Yeah, then they, just being able to go land a spell. thing yeah. is way, it makes it way worse. Yep, it does. So then that's, that is why I would prioritize some of those other creatures mm-hmm. that. You know, usually your silver bullet cards are your creatures are kind of more for are, are probably going to be in the post board games are probably going to be coming out later turns. And I value them more than Siren Sandy on the later turns. But I will agree that on turn one, Siren Sandy is better than most of them. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's better than all of them. It's yeah, better than equal Leviathan. General, yeah. Like it's better than it's probably better than Leviathan. It's definitely better than Tyrant. It's definitely better than uh, Amaria. Yeah, for sure. It's and the big thing with me, is I, I I think we're like 95% agreeing. I just like the play style as well. Yes. Like I I would rather attack your hand and force you to draw well than to sit back and go than to turtle and allow you to like yeah. sculpt stuff and give you Fine, some time. Figure it to, out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want it, you to go like your a bl- hand is gone. A blue deck that goes brainstorm, ponder, brainstorm, like and looks at twelve cards this turn to find an answer. You're right. As opposed to like, cool, you don't have a hand now, figure it out. Hope you draw a brainstorm and then draw a brainstorm again and then and or and a land and Right. Uh for what's worth, there there's a chance that people don't know what Siren Sandy does. Um <laughs> Well, four, I don't think we've ever actually talked about nope. it. We might have brought it up like a long yeah. time ago. Four black red for a creature demon from I think that's it's one of the Ravnica blocks. Ravnica, one of the more recent Ravnica one. blocks. I think it's one of the group. It's ones. not the original one. Oh, it's not called Ravnica either. It's, it's like Maze. Maze. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, so is that even older than I thought? Anyway, six four. At the beginning of each upkeep, or at the beginning of each end step, each player discards his or her hand. So, ideally, you go. I'm gonna, you know, on my turn, turn one, play Sire of Insanity. We both discard our hands. Go. That's the other thing I do like about it is it does 
kind of fuel your game plan as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it you can, it doesn't always because like sometimes you reanimator does want to get like, discard a, another creature and a draw reanimate and yeah, I'm gonna reanimate. There's a rant. Yeah, it's you can the the reanimator deck definitely gets to abuse the effect a little bit more. That's something we hadn't even mentioned before. Yep. Now with like something like Ameria, you don't really need to because she's just. And I will say this: she's a seven seven flyer. Yeah, she's a turn quicker. Yep, and she's be basically got unlockable. harder to chump. Yep. Right. Um. Whereas Cyber Insanity is a turn slower and yeah. is on the ground and has yep. no evasion at all. And that no, yeah, does no matter evasion. quite and, a bit. And and no st- no stabilization. Right. And that's that's what kind of we get that later game. Like so, you know, Tide Sprout Tyrant can stabilize because you can bounce the relevant threat. Yep. Um. Inkwell Leviathan doesn't really stabilize. Yeah. You. Um. That's just hard to kill. Yeah. Um. I mean, it can, but like. But like it's Sire of Insanity has yeah. zero stabilization. Like a body doesn't count to me as stabilizing. Yeah. And him like, you know, if you've well, got especially versus something else. So yeah. like Grizzlebrand stabilizes as well as Inkwell Leviathan. Yes. And that it stands in front of a dude. Yeah. Just and as good. has lifelink. It and probably it I mean, realistically it stabilizes better. Yeah. I mean, there's shroud to take into account there. But, but a turn one sire's pretty fucking dope. Hard to beat. It's fucking annoying as shit, is what it is. <laughs> Matt, I refuse to have a three hour podcast this week and we spent forty minutes on intro. <laughs> And one deck. <laughs> and one deck, We're halfway yeah. through one deck. So let's get to the interesting part. Yes. So uh, so unfortunately, there's actually some interesting choices in the main board as well. No Thoughtseize. Yeah. Or, well, there's two Thoughtseize. I'm sorry. Down on Thoughtseize, up on Collective Brutality. Yeah, we haven't seen Collective Brutality. No one really, plays that fucking basically card. Basically since Grief. Yeah. Grief basically. Oh, I, even before that, I Yeah, think. but like it's been like dead, DOA dead. since yes. Grief. Um, so three collective brutality, this one in a black modal spell where you can escalate by discarding a card, which is a great thing for reanimator to do. Yep. But it's two mana, twice as much as Thoughtseize is a lot. You can uh, drain an opponent for two life. You can give a creature negative two, negative two, and you can uh, look at their hand and Thoughtseize them. Well, it's not even quite Thoughtseize. It's instant or sorcery. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, you can. Oh, my God. You can. What? Uh, what's that? What's the one in a black? Uh, the... Duress? Duress. You, yeah, can, just, you can duress them, basically. Well, not even duress, because duress is non-creature, non-land. Oh, you, can, you can't even planeswalkers. And it's ah. only one black. <laughs> so I'm saying, like... Yeah. Yeah, so you get you a can't really... Hit a lot of stuff. You get a bad thought seize, for instance, sorceries. Um, you do get the ability to nick a lot of the creature-based hate, yeah. so things like containment priests come to mind. Yep. And uh, drain can matter. Usually doesn't. You also have four Agadim's Awakening. Yeah. So now, in fairness, those make zero sense in the main board. But now let's jump to the spice. What's going on on the sideboard? So the sideboard is a what I would argue is a pretty transformational sideboard. Oh, it's entirely transformational. Um, the only one I would like it's got fatal push, which true is not is technically not, doing true, true, true. You know, killing a dude is killing a dude. It's not furthering one game plan or the other there. But we've got four ancient tomb and then eight initiative creatures. Yep. <laughs> So, so this is silly. It's kind of this surprises me that like that the next best thing we're going to abandon trying to play like so you're going to go oh you're going to play leyline of the void huh yep I'm not going to try to kill your leyline of the void I'm just going to play to the board with the undersea yep I mean like <laughs> the, that's what, hilarious to what's me. the number one thing you remo- most decks remove against reanimator is removal is, yep because there's no fucking point like and and and. There are games where killing Grizzlebrand matters. There's almost no point. Once you've gotten buried by Grizzlebrand and they drew 14, the game's fucking over, guys. You're not you're you're you don't know you're dead yet. Yeah. And so to go and it's very much like the storm thing. 
Whereas in storm, if storm, if you had a storm deck that boards, or it's not, um, what was I thinking of? Storm doesn't do it. Um, was it? Oh, it's not breakfast. Doomsday. Doomsday was siding into Sheldred mm-hmm. because against Doomsday, you pull all your yep. removal because they don't matter. Well, if all the removal's gone, all of a sudden the four drop that is a pretty they solid were running, clock is good. They were running Sheldred and they were running what's the three two shadow. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like, like the the game literally ends because you get beat to death by a creature you can't kill because you took all the removal out. Yep. So and hell, some of them were running Merktide for a while. Yes, it makes total sense. It is transformational sideboards are usually bad. Well, they won this week. Yep. Came <laughs> in first place. Now, to be fair, I think a lot of that probably speaks more to initiative than it does to transformational. Oh, for sideboards. sure. Like if we were just. If we weren't cranking out some of arguably the most powerful four drops in Legacy, yeah, then especially with a deck that already has mana acceleration, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you don't even necessarily like depending on what you're expected to play against, you could still in theory reanimate some of the shit. Yep, because you only oh got, yeah, there's no reason to cut your reanimates and your exhumes. Yeah, well, like I'd probably trim them, but like, well, here, look at what you can cut right. If you're, let's say, you were cutting the entire reanimation package, like if you cut all, if you cut. Sire, Archon, and Grizzlebrand, there's four, six slots. Then if you cut probably the Animate Deads, there's nine slots. How many do we need? We need, need 12 total. 12 total. So we have nine if already. The entire transformational yeah. sideboard. So yeah, I, you know, maybe I, I could see trimming some collectives. I think collective is pretty bad. So that gets you from nine to 12. Well, it's especially bad if you're not doing a solid reanimator plan. Yes. Because its value comes from discarding, discarding your Grizzlebrand. Right. So you, you kind of get like the free discard and... Yep taking their answer so if you want to keep grief which is questionable but maybe there's your 12 cuts right there you you cut all the fatties you cut the animate deads which are probably the worst reanimation spell by a lot and you cut uh the collective brutalities boom you have there's your 12 slots you need this deck is also running unmarked grave mm-hmm. so i it doesn't surprise me that that's there but it kind of speaks to the power of what yep. something we've talked about a lot where tutoring is really good um just and the fact of the matter is you've only people, got Unmarked Grave 1 to Black, search your library for a non-legendary, put it in the graveyard. It's right. Entomb for non-legendary. It's Entomb for not Grizzlebrand. At sorcery deck. speed. Yes. So. And then so and then that's where the uh, the Academy's Awakening come in, where Academy's Awakening X Black, Black, Black. Yeah. You can return. You get to bring back creatures. And, uh, you know, you never get, you'd never be able to pay nine mana for an Archon out of the graveyard, but you could maybe pay seven mana for a Passageway Seer. Yep. In theory. In theory. And it's a land otherwise. Yeah. And that's the big thing with me is like it's a non-dead spell that is also a land. Yep. It's a bad reanimation spell. That allows you with combination of the ancient tombs because I mean if that puts you at 18 lands. All yes. of a sudden getting hitting that like first couple land drops is yeah. no longer out of the question. Being especially able to combined play, with your lotus petals and dark rituals and shit. Being able to play a game of magic isn't out of the question. Yeah. Coming in four ancient tombs. You've got four Agadim's Awakenings and ten other lands. It's that that to me is hilarious. Pretty sweet. So, anywho, next up we have uh, a another weird, deck I would love to play. And this is an even weird take on it. I don't know if you actually looked at this list or not, but it's actually got some spice in it for a control deck as well. So we've got two Snapcaster Mage, which in and of itself is at this point almost kind of spicy. Like yeah, oh, absolutely. Kind of falling on to the wayside. He still sees some play every now yeah, and then, but but he's far from what I would consider a staple at this nope. point. Um, he's kind of in that realm of like Jace, where he's still a strong card, but like there's just 
well, better things to be I doing. Say, no one point. laughs at you for playing Snapcaster Mage, but they are surprised you're playing Snapcaster Mage. Like, well, and you need to have a reason to at this yes. point. Yes. So I, I, the way I would say that is, I would I would not be shocked if you Snapcaster Maged me, but I would never play around Snapcaster Mage at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where it is with me. Yeah. So we got two Snapcaster Mage, we got two three Fairy, uh, two minor misstep. I kind of mm-hmm. that's one of those cards that like for the next couple weeks we'll just be flagging every time yeah. we see it just to like reiterate the point here. Boy, I wish I'd gone heavier on that. It's still pretty cheap, and I mean it's only oh not specking just oh gotcha. just like just like verbally on like how awesome that it's card is. It's a good is. card. Yeah, I think we, I well I think we kind of nailed oh, it. Oh, we liked it. Well, and not only that, but like I don't think either one of us were like oh it's going to be a four of in every deck. It's like it's going to be. Yep. Played as a couple slots it's, because it's a very clean answer to some very good cards yep. in Legacy. Yeah, when when there's when sixty percent of decks have brainstorm. And ponder. And ponder. And sorts of plowshare. And like, like and thirty percent of decks have sorts of plowshares. And uh, yeah, it's a great card. Yep. And prismatic endings. And now we're talking I mean, not that it not that this is a big hit, but like if you got Urza Sagas, you've got more one drops. Yep. Now and people frequently do, they don't they, they don't but people do cast them. Right. And yep. that's and obviously there's a million other cards. So uh, the rest of this is pretty stock, except yes. we do have the one Savine's uh, Reclamation, which is very good with Snapcaster Mage. It is. <laughs> Among other things. But uh, so we've got some spice there. Then the reason I brought it up, we've got a control list back to Urza Saga. Yes. So we saw some of this when Ragavan first came out. So there was that Jeskai mid-range kind of deck. Uh-huh. Jeskai control, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, it. like it's if you're if you ever <clears throat> considered a plan for your deck to be Ultimate Jace. You should consider the plan to uh, play Urza Sagas and a way to loop them. Yeah. And like, I don't know. You uh, and I talked about doing this exact thing with a different card. Yep. But getting multiple uses out yes. of the same Urza Saga. Was we were using we Expedition were, Map. We were using Expedition Map uh, as the card you worlds. fetch. So you could then go do it. Yeah. So this guy's running your traditional Retrofitter Foundry, Soul Guide Lantern. Uh, or. And then Crucible of Worlds. Or Staff of the Tory Teller. That card is here to stay. To me, yeah. that card's way more of a staple than Snapcaster Mage Again, at this point. nothing in this deck except for Urza Saga triggers it, except other staffs of the yep. Storyteller. Like I said, it, it's accumulated knowledge. And something basically. I didn't think about. A bad one, but... Like, it just blocks Delver. Yep. It blocks Merit Lage. It Makes blocks, a token, does it a thing. It blocks Murktide. Yeah. The, this card can easily gain you eight life. Makes a one with flying. Well, what I was looking for, I couldn't remember. I wanted to see if it had an, a way you could kill it, because then you could bring it back with... The reclamation. <laughs> yeah, you could Savines it back. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Savines back two of them? Right. Bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. So interesting little control deck. We don't have to go too deep. We've talked about all these cards. There. This is just a different like yep. amalgamation of this. But there's yeah. so many cards in this deck. I freaking love. I know. Um, look in the sideboard. Lavinia, Azorius Renegade. I love Lavinia. Uh, the uh, the Wandering Emperor. Terminus, three Terminus. Mm-hmm. Rocking the one mountain sideboard. So he's ready to cast those Pyroblasts and, Reb- and Red Elemental Blasts. Yep. Wasteland. So you can loop Wasteland with Crucible of Worlds. I know. That's It's a cool deck. I'm so happy that like these kind of all over the place control decks are so goddamn playable right now. Well, and to me, what... And it's obvious, but that speaks to me of the the blue shell. Like the yes. blue white shell is just one of the best things that you can be doing. That's pretty clear. And it's just a matter of like tuning your deck to like the beat the meta and be a playstyle you enjoy playing. 
and you had to you're gonna have to make some sacrifices on one or the other like it's gonna be pretty rare that you just happen to like the exact build of a control deck that's yes. perfect for the meta so you're gonna have to there's some give and take there but getting just be like yeah well i love ponder brainstorm sorts to plowshares prismatic ending force of will <laughs> now how do i want to slow the game down a little bit more and what yep. do i want to kill him with <laughs> like and you've got a whole host of choices so yeah. next up we've got killaby with uh riddlesmith and i don't want to call this riddlesmith well i that's the first card on the list i so know we've got riddlesmith and we've got whole because i the there's we've one runehorn hellkite dude there's we have to read like nine cards in this deck right. so there's okay there's one riddlesmith this is not a riddlesmith deck it's obviously got some synergy there but like when people think of riddlesmith yeah it's well it's not that uh the it's like the riddler that's what they were calling it, i think but it's yeah. not the riddler with a containment priest um we have to read a lot of cards in this deck. Oh, I looked at this deck. This deck is cool as fuck, and there's an awesome interaction in here. Yeah, I have no idea how this works. So. so the so what you do, you use Wheel of Misfortune. So that's three mana. Each player secretly chooses a number, zero or greater. Dumb fucking card. Though this card's fucking hilarious in this. Then all players reveal the numbers simultaneously and determine the highest and the lowest revealed this way. Wheel of Fort Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number to each player who chose that number. So yep. if we each choose 10, we each take 10. Yep. Each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand and then draws seven cards. Yep. So we understand you want to be bidding high. If you it, well, if you if you bid high, you deal damage, but you also wheel. you don't want to be last because if you're last in a two player match, you don't get to wheel. Yes. And that's what you want to be doing here, right? And you do intervention pact. <laughs> The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage, you gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. Wheel of Misfortune. I'm going to secretly write down one trillion damage. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to guaranteed wheel and gain a trillion life. <laughs> that is amazing to me. You gain life equal to the damage prevented this way. <laughs> yep. It's a... Oh, it's, it's a so uh, cool. It's a oh my god. There is more text on that card. Read the rest of it. I know. It's well, it's one of the uh the packed cards. So yes. it's at the beginning of your next upkeep, pay three. If you don't, you lose the game. So it's a colorless pay, and two white. Pay one white white, which yeah. can this deck pay? No. So this uh, technically it can, but if you had if it had lowest pedals and whatnot, but well, it's got spire of industry, you can Oh you yeah, you could have you could those. have artifacts and yeah. not artifacts. It does play. have some ways to get colored mana, but yeah. So I'll I'll declare. So you're you're guaranteed to draw. Yes. That's what it is. You're guaranteed to win the wheel because you cast it. Oddly enough, you're like you have to do you have to do, it above, fun you have to do it above board. Yeah. So you'd cast wheel, respond with intervention pack, which actually is cool because you can't get got because you have to you'll you'll know going into the wheel what to bet, and it's like yeah, I'll bet five hundred mm -hmm. or a thousand or, or or ten million, and it's like well, what'd you bet, opponent? Well, yeah. Well, if they go high, they lose. The, they lose the game. They lose the game because yeah. then they're going to they, take five hundred damage. They cannot beat you, right? And so you're you're guaranteed a wheel. Yep. So is a guaranteed wheel of fortune worth running a bad card? Because well, that card's probably not good. Well, the whole deck though is a wheel deck. It's a wheel yes. storm deck. So what it is to me, I look at look at that and go, it allows you to play. Four more wheels. We would say this is a grape shot. This is a storm deck. Yes, yeah, so it's a storm deck that we you wheel. This, yeah, the yes. wheel deck wins with grape shot. Correct. And so you have Echo of Aeons. You have Wheel of Misfortune for your more wheels. 
Um, there's more cards in here we have to read. I have no, I yeah. don't know what they do. So we've got Dream Salvage. Uh, it's a hybrid black or blue instant draw cards equal to the number of cards target opponent discarded this turn. So if you wheel a couple times, that's going to be pay yep, one draw, draw billion fucking cards. Yep, draw your deck. Gamble, uh, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, discard a card at random, then shuffle. It's kind of funny that you discard, then shuffle, but. Oh, that's kind of funny, yeah. yeah. A lot of times you, a lot. They Rarely just put do the you put the deck down and not shuffle. Right. You're like, nope. I'm going to see what I discard first. But to properly, to properly resolve this spell. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, what's the Hellkite do? Uh, the Hellkite. Five and a red for a 5-5 five, five flying. Five and red. five or Yeah, so six mana, 5-5 five, five flyer. Pay six. Exile it from your graveyard. Each player discards their hand and draws seven cards. So it's a, it's six, a six mana wheel. It's actually a 12 mana wheel. Well, I mean, well, it's a six mana wheel that is going to be wheeled into the graveyard or gambled into the graveyard. Yes. And then cast from there. But it is, you as long as you're... Well, I have Aeon shuffles, doesn't it? Yeah, so it can't be Echo. Yeah, it can't be Echo. But, but Wheel of Misfortune will wheel it in, and Gamble could possibly get it in there. Yes. Uh, is there any way to discard it yourself? Um, uh, you could Lion's Eye Diamond it in. It pairs with LED quite well. Uh, Riddle Smith would get it in there whenever you cast an Artifact spell. Draw yep. a card. Okay, okay. So you, have, card. you have some good discard yep. synergies for four more expensive wheels. Yep, we've also got Hole Breacher for wheel synergy there. Oh, and so now you're, you're making tons of mana. Yeah, now you're not only making tons of mana, which will allow you to keep going, but you're also shutting them off so they don't get the stupid, like, I wheeled into the answer. Oh, I've done it. Yeah. I've absolutely had my Storm opponent Echo of Anne's me into double force. Yeah, and it's just like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bud. So that shuts off that line. So I don't know. This deck's just super cool. No, that is really cool. Um, I had no idea what was happening with this deck. I did not put two and two together, partly because I didn't know what six of these cards did. Yeah, and that's fair. <laughs> um, that is cool. That's that, really cool. I would die laughing if somebody wheel of misfortune me and killed me. That would be amazing. <laughs> is it, so I have a question for you then. If they wheel of misfortune and in response cast intervention pact, would you just declare five hundred or like a thousand? Would you just, would you just win? Fuck you! I win the wheel. I don't know. Like uh, you're, you're probably dead anyway. Like it depends on what I'm playing because in theory, I mean you're not dead. They could draw seven lands. Well, the big thing is not not only that, but like eat, let's just say they're not going to just draw seven lands. They still do have to win. Yep. And like say they gain a trillion life. Now, if I was playing elves, eh? Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, is like I'm not going to win on damage, but they could deck themselves. Oh yeah. Like, like it could come up. It might not. It probably not. But I am a big fan of like, you're going to have to kill me. Now, if you wheel of misfortune and it goes off and you have a trillion life and then you've generated enough mana and then just cast two Hellkites and I, you have two Hellkites and I yeah, have that's true. Like you have a trillion life and two Hellkites and I'm at 20. Yep. I'm going to go. You got it. Next yeah. game. <laughs> Game's over. That's like, a two, that's I two don't turn clock. I can't have beat. A, correct. There's no way for me to beat this. Okay, but I am a big fan of like you don't get to just put yourself in a giant bubble and have me quit. Like present me with something. Yeah, I get you. And I'm you've lived you've lived through it. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're sitting playing a stupid casual game. And I'm like it's gonna take more than punishing firing me once a uh -huh. turn to get me to concede. <laughs> this will not concede to a 17 turn clock. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> I will concede to a two turn clock that I have no chance of beating. Yep, because I have better things to do in my life. Yep. So that deck is cool as fuck. So. Next up, we've got Doomsday. So unfortunately, uh, I am the person who knows yep. how to talk about Doomsday. All right, Jake, we've got Doomsday. Um, Kick it over to you. Let's see it. Fortunately, let's hear what you've um, learned. I did. Uh, I did refresh my notes a little bit, um, and I feel pretty confident that this is a pretty standard, pretty normal 
doomsday list. So, question. Yes. What I would like you to do, you're playing against a goldfish. Resolve a doomsday for me real quick. Oh, with this one? Yeah, just build a pile. Um, for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, so, like, so a great example, so you go turn one doomsday. You can go turn sure. one, you can go, like, underground. The, so you go underground, sea, dark ritual, doomsday. Doomsday, yep. So, like, uh, your pile would be something like, god damn, he's gonna, per second's gonna be listening, and he's gonna judge me so gosh darn hard. Because um, a lot of them aren't necessarily bent, they aren't always built to win the next turn, are they? Um... I mean, I know you can frequently build them like that, but yeah, they're not they, always. Built and they like quite that. often involve passing, passing the turn. And so, uh, one of the things, one of the things I talked with um, Prosecond about um, uh, Hunter mm-hmm. was you have to count what card draw you have access to. Um, and you know, a lot of times you just can't draw enough cards, and you have to tre- you tre- you start viewing cards as either going up a card, down a card, um, or uh, passing the turn, which is the mm-hmm. card draw you need. So, like. Oh my gosh! Because um, you still, you, to be fair, in this scenario, you still have at least four cards in your hand. Yeah, and so like so depending on what those cards are, like pile. you could make your pile something like um, uh, you could make it. You, you'd want so you could put Thassa's Oracle on the bottom, obviously. Yep. Um, you'd put a couple cyclers in there. So let's say you put uh, if you have enough life, you're playing against a goldfish. Um, are they running? Okay, so at that point, it'd be pretty simple to it's just a, street race, street race. Yeah, you, you could need go, a mana source. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, you could literally just go street race, street race. Uh, doesn't edge? I think edge of autumn is your other cycler. That's sacrifice a land to cycle. I think. Yeah, yeah, cycle, cycle land. So yeah, you could easily make your pile against a goldfish. You could just be like thoughts or uh, thoughts oracle on bottom, and you could go um, for the safer. Let's say you know we have no cards in hand, like nothing relevant. You could go like uh, street wraith, street wraith, uh, lion's eye diamond, and then the other card doesn't even matter because you could. So let's say okay. Let's uh, the pile I'll build really quickly is bottom card doesn't matter. Thassa's Oracle, um, LED. Because you I need a this? way to cast the Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, well the LED can do it. Um, the LED will give you the mana. So you would like cycle in response to cycling. Crack LED. You got two blue. You know. So it's, if you have oh gotcha. Let's gotcha. say you got yep. let's say yep. you got a cantrip in your hand. I'm just working through the yeah. it in my head. You got a brainstorm. So you're you're sacrificing the lion's eye diamond with your Thassa's Oracle still on the top of your deck, not in your hand. Yes, exactly. And then your, when Edge of Autumn resolves, your... Yeah, whatever your cycle is going to be. So if you have... Like, you still have a draw, so you've got... So I kind of want to work this through. Yeah. So on the stack in that scenario, you have your draw from your Edge of Autumn, and on top of that, you've got your lion's eye diamond. So you're chucking your hand, you're making three mana, then you're drawing yeah. a card, then you're drawing... Yep. That card you're drawing is your Thassa's Oracle. Oracle. You now have three blue, you cast it, Presumably you, got you maybe, have devotion of two. Maybe you got one card in your library, and that's okay, though. You're right. Like, we're talking about a goldfish here. It doesn't yeah. matter. We can, we, can go, we can go for it safely. Like, you're yep. playing against elves. I'm not worried about you killing it. So, yeah. Like, to actually build a pile, you know, if I would go, <laughs> like... Like I said, God, I haven't done this in, in months, but, like, let's just say... Let's just say... Uh, put a fetch land on the bottom, because who cares? And then Thassa's Oracle... Um, let's say LED, LED, or let's say LED, uh, street wraith, street wraith. And hopefully in my hand, I've got a land and a brainstorm. And so, you know, you could go land brains. You could go to your next turn. You draw street wraith, go land, cast brainstorm, draw the next three, um, put, uh, street wraith and or put down Thassa's Oracle street wraith, play a land, cycle the first street wraith, draw the, you have LED in your hand, draw the second street wraith, play the LED, crack the LED, cycle street wraith. Or cycle street wraith, crack the LED, draw the Thassa's Oracle, cast the Thassa's Oracle. Gotcha. I believe that pile works. There might be some hinkiness cool. in there, but like that would be a very like in against a goldfish, that would a successful pile that would win the game. Because you got ten life, you go to eight life, you go to six life, you're fine. 
you have passed the test. Next deck. Um, this, <laughs> this is a so this was we were talking about uh, what what constitutes a standard a standard deck a standard doomsday deck and we kind of what he told me was four uh, four personal tutor is kind of your first indication. Uh, the acronym he taught me was A B C D. Mm-hmm. Always be casting Doomsday. Yep. And these decks are trying to just force Doomsday onto the stack as fast as possible, as much as possible. So you have things like four Dark Ritual, four Doomsday, uh, sometimes three Doomsday, sometimes less, but four Doomsday, um, four Personal Tutor to get them, some Hand Disruption with Grief and Thought Seize, and several Psychers, multiple Edge of Autumns, multiple Street Wraiths. Like I said, you're just trying to force the pile as soon as possible. Um, one of the things he mentioned, I'm sorry, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go down on doomsdays. You can go down on several other pieces because you're, you've uh, got the personal tutors. Uh, no, no, because personal oh. because you can treat doomsday as your perfect tutor. Gotcha. And so you don't mind running a bunch of one ofs like one LED, one days, gotcha. one consider. You have these options to be like, I don't need to have a bunch of them because doomsday is my tutor that gets the one of it. You don't always need, you know, LED sucks in this deck unless you're trying to win. Mm-hmm. So just run run yep. one of them, go get it, put it in your pile. Um, I hope Hunter approves of my general assessment of this deck. It looks to be very, it looks to be very standard. I did look at my notes a little bit um, about an hour ago, but One yes. Uh, so just to a finish this up and b back up your point from earlier, we've got three sheltered inside yep. of this deck. Yeah, that's but like as far as I can tell from the outside looking in, that's about the only real notable thing about the sideboard that I haven't. That we, yeah, we, we kind of talk about. We him. didn't go super heavy in a side. And that's one of the things I, I liked about how he sked, he planned it was like, we didn't spend an hour and a half talking about what ifs because there's yeah. just too many. If you want to learn Doomsday, you have, you have to, to get. start playing it. Or, I mean, or read yeah. pages and pages and pages of primers. But yeah, it's very common to see. I've heard uh, it was uh, Eternal Glory talking about these plans of these decks to just like, I don't care, sideboard out all your creature hate because it, it's terrible. And now I'm going to beat you to death with like, you're just going to lose to a Sheldon. Which is a very real threat when it's resolved. Yeah, it's a very real threat. And it doesn't, like, no matter what you're hiding behind, it's like the inevitability is there. This game will end in a couple turns probably. But yeah, um, not going to go crazy, crazy deep into it because I'm not, I'm still not an expert. But I actually, like, I, I do feel kind of comfortable talking about this deck in terms of it's a personal tutor variant. It's the standard. It's what 90% of them are. And like, yeah, that's how you could turn to win. There's probably a way to win turn one. Um Especially with, with right lo- cards. Well, especially that's something with we pedals. Well, when, one of the things we didn't even take into account was the four cards in your hand. Yeah. And so, uh, like, so we like we were assuming underground sea, dark ritual, doomsday. Yeah, you got four more. So if you had like pedal, pedal, and a draw spell, right? Like you can probably just win this game. Yeah. You can probably win right. Now. Actually, I almost, I almost guarantee you can win you right can, now. In theory, just go cycler, 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 cycler. Cast yes. the fucking Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. Like as the like the most brain dead pile. Yeah. You could pedal, be- brainstorm, get into a cycler. Cycle through all of them and then finish the same way with yeah. uh, an LED into a uh, Thassa's Oracle, yeah, or something similar, yeah, or just you know cycle into a second, a third Lotus Petal and just cast it. Like, there's lots of options there. Yeah, cool. And thanks to Hunter slash per second, I actually can say that and know what I'm talking about a little bit. That's kind of crazy. There you go. Thanks, man. All right, next up, uh, actually, for once we have two. Show and tell decks in sixth and uh, fifth and sixth. So we've got blue, green, omni tell in fifth. So we're going to go over that first. But I do want to bring it up and kind of have sixth place so we can kind of compare them a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is four tracks at one Emrakul, your typical cantrips. We do have two preordained, a uh, couple spell pierce, which we've seen before, support 
force your combo through, protect yourself a little bit, but force your combo through. Uh, Veil of Summer, same thing. Days, Intuition, which we see sometimes, but we don't see all the time. Not not a ton recently. Intuition's yeah. kind of fallen out of favor. What used to be a strong four of has definitely fallen down into like this, like a two of maybe. Yeah. Um, I've always liked Intuition. Worst case scenario, it's just get three of the same thing. And you're like, yep. I'm getting this. I'm getting show and tell. Correct. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Force Will, duh. Lotus Petal, Sylvan Library, case the game goes long and it does help you dig like yep. it's one of those where it's like if you don't care about your life total it can be a very aggressive card but if all you want to do is just like pseudo scry every turn especially in combination yep. with fetches it's also got a ton of utility i there. think it's i think i think sylvan library i think people undervalue and it's a two-man enchantment and that's a very high price to pay but i think people underestimate the value of just every turn especially in the format with fetch lands scry three every turn yeah like, pseudo scry because you are oh, stuck. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't just be like, I don't like any of those and yeah, just yeah, pop yeah, them yeah, on no. the bottom. You can kind of like, it's a Sensei's Dividing Top is closer. Kind of. Where you kind of, every turn you kind of spin the top, yep. but you can actually clear it by just paying life. Yeah. And so there is, and there's a lot of value to that. Like there's oh, been 100%. countless times where I'm like, fuck those next two cards. Yep. I have no way to shuffle. I'm paying eight because I'm just dead if I don't play well, for the next if two. If I turns. draw those two cards, I'm dead. Right. So I might as well take a chance of drawing different cards. Right. Uh, then we've got Omniscience. Um, sideboard, I don't want to go over quite yet, but to me, like it's just, it's hilarious to me that Atraxa is just the card now. I love that because it just, it digs so deep. Yep. Well, like, especially in this deck where the you odds, got, the odds, because you're probably going to be Omni, you, I mean, you could just show and tell it and it's not that bad to show and tell because you're, when you're, when you're show and tell kind of like Grizzlebrand draws you five or six good cards, mm-hmm. but sometimes like, what happens a lot, and this deck is absolutely leveraging, is you omniscience, Atraxa, Atraxa, Atraxa. Oh, there's Ember Cool. Like yep. that's like Atraxa draws 30 cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's nuts. It's a really strong card. I mean, can you imagine like your opponent omnisciences and then cast Atraxa? Like, what are the odds they brick? Right. Zero. Yeah, I mean zero. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is so like in order for them to brick, so to speak, they would also have to miss every cantrip. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> not only brick on the creek. Yeah, you have to you, no ponder, no brainstorm, no preordain. Right, to, and then or or they get those, and then those brick. Right. So, so pretty. Uh, yes. Pretty narrow odds. Uh, sideboard. Let's see. Besaju, carpet of flowers, flush storm, surgical. Seen that. Seen that. And worth saying, Atraxa is technically more castable than Emrakul. Yep. Although not really, but yeah, technically is more castable. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that it's going to happen often, but it's not. Seven is less than 15. Uh, well, seven is literally castable in this. Yeah. As opposed to Emrakul, which, well, let's see. Because the overall man, so you've got a forest, an island, and three drops. So you'd have to use Lotus Petals to cast her. Because they don't have a, any way to produce black. You'd have to. Or Oh, there's no black mana. There's no black no, no so. black uh, mana in lands. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I being a little for that matter. Being a little teasy. There's, I know. Uh, well, so that's the kind of stuff those... That stuff matters. Yeah. Like there's, those are your percentage points when you're like, hey, well, if I chase down this weird in- intuition line. So if you're looking at, you know, what's more castable, Atraxa or Grizzlebrand, Atraxa, because Atraxa requires you to have what, two Lotus Petals? Grizzlebrand requires you to have four? Right. Isn't he three, is he four black and three or is he four uh, and three black? Either way. So at most you need. You Grizzlebrand need, is four black. Yeah. So you need four, you need four Lotus Petals. Yeah. Whereas this one, you only need two Lotus Petals. Like it's by definition more castable. Yep. What about Sneak and Show? So Sneak and Show, on the other hand, we've got one Simeon, Simeon Spirit Guide. Of course. So we've seen that plenty. 
um, two Atraxa, two Grizzlebrand, and three Emrakul. Then we've got a very clean spell suite with yep. four Brainstorm, Ponder, Preordain, Days, Show and Tell, Force of Will, and yep. then Lotus Petal, and then four Sneak Attack. Yep. And then finally, the one Omniscience. That's so, a backup plan. That is a very clean list. Yeah. Um, this is probably what I would play over the other one, just because I love Sneak Attack. Yep. Casting stuff off, or playing stuff off Sneak Attack is incredibly satisfying and it does win the game most of the time <laughs> yeah so like if i had to pick between the two personally that's what i would be doing just based on playstyle, no other like, factors uh next up we've got lands this has punishing fire in it <laughs> yep no one plays pun fire yep you gotta stop saying that dude <laughs> it's these it's these one in a or i was gonna say one in a green but it's these two mana spells like you can't write off tarmogoy if it costs two or less it's probably still it might be playable, playable. <laughs> what card do i have a lot of that i want to make money on <laughs> no one plays Stormcaller. siren what's that what's that storm call? oh fuck i forgot what it's called I, it's, uh, the only card i have respect on and i feel I think, good doesn't about she it costs one of blue this is she and she's a kicker yeah so anywho, we've got C, lands. I believe it's Seagate Stormcaller is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I was kind of with... I'm, Seagate Stormcaller is completely unplayable. That card, I agree with you. It's waiting to be broken. It's waiting to be broken. That's exactly... Yeah. Like, it's one the creature, It's one of those cards it, that's just like... It it's needs, one in a blue, um, an ETBs, and when it, ET, when it ETBs, the next, like, spell you cast that costs two or less or something, next turn you copy it. And then if you kick it, you copy it, like, twice or three times. But I said it's just waiting... It's just waiting for some dumb cheap spell to break it. Yep, and be it'll. It's waiting to become an A B combo with a with an A that's unplayable and a B that's unplayable, and together they win the game. Yeah, the the not that they have a similar um, effect or anything, but that's just like Chain of Smog to me, where yeah. Chain of Smog is completely unplayable until they print that something that profit yep. guy dude, and then boom, now it's a ten dollar on Wither Bloom Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. It's just like there needs to there needs to be a card for two mana that says when you cast this spell, uh, counter it, and then do a amazing thing. Right. And it's like, oh, if I can just copy that. Yeah. So, I'm right there with you. That yep. card's just waiting to be broken, and it pro- it probably never will be, but it could be. Yep. And for the twenty bucks it ta- cost to buy twenty five of them. Yep. Who knows? Uh, as far as lands go, still got lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> and endurance and endurance uh crop rotation Which, let's not forget endurance the, there's a very real strategy here of the plan is to endurance yourself mm-hmm. like oh i have i have loaned myself to death no i haven't endurance well and the thing is it still shields up while you're endurancing yourself like a three four with reach is actually a very it legitimate is. body in legacy and uh and these decks very very real game plan is just like you're not playing the game anymore i've answered all your stuff I have you on lock. Let's go forward. Yep. And that's assuming you're like, you're not going to win. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to win by waiting for you to draw the last 20 cards in your deck or punishing fire you 20 times or yes. like, cause especially games two and three, cause like frequently game one is decided by Merrill H. Yes. But once they have an answer to that, yeah, you have to figure out a way to beat, to beat your opponent without Merrill H. Yep. Um, the rest of it's just lands. I feel kind of bad because we always talk about how we want lands to come back because I do. Oh, I hate playing thing. against it. But like the fact of the matter is there's not really much to say. 
it's hard. They're the pro- deck well, hasn't changed I much. Know. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, we said that about Doomsday for six months, and someone got on. Re- There's probably there there could be, and that's we watch Doomsday lists, and minor changes are really impactful, and to us they're not. And well, so it's not so much that. I'm not saying there's nothing that there hasn't been anything impactful, but the overall strategies like they've got some defensive tools over the time. So like we've got blast zone and there's a, a Beseju stuff like like those. It's gotten additions. Yep. But I mean, just looking at it, the fundamental game plan hasn't really changed. I mean, yeah. like we just talked about, it's fucking punishing fire still. <laughs> That's an old strategy. <laughs> That's an old strategy. Punishing now, fire Urza Saga the was Willis. the biggest pickup for sure. And that that is a solid like yeah, plan B or C. That card's insane in this deck. Oh, for sure. Um, and I don't want to discount that. And we do have like Minsk and Boo in the side again, another solid plan yep. B or C, depending on what you're fucking playing against and what game it is and stuff like that. But like there hasn't it doesn't look like there's really been anything groundbreaking. Uh-uh. So until someone yells at me on Reddit and then I have to go record an hour podcast with them about <laughs> how Lance works. Could be. I'd love to hear it. But yep. I don't see it. It's your turn. You do it this time. Sure. All Next right, up. Matt. What came in last place? Elves finally top eighted again since the ban. I think this is the first top eight since the uh, it feels right uh, initiative Delver ban. So um, this is an actual elf list. We're not going to go all day on this because there's. I can tell you for sure this time there hasn't been a whole lot that's changed. I mean, we've got a Traxa and we've had that conversation, and I don't really want to have it again. Yep. Um. But we've got the traditional glimpse of nature, like elves. It does have Elvish Reclaimer and Glimpse, which a lot of those, a lot of people kind of diverged on that. Where like Elvish Reclaimer, they don't, they're you're frequently running one or the other, either Glimpse or Reclaimer. This is running both. Yep. Um. So we have like you know you cut down an Allosaurus Shepherd, a Heritage Druid, to get some other stuff in there. It does have Endurance and Collector Oath in the main. No fiend artisans, none of that nonsense in the main. Um, sideboard looks pretty typical. Yeah, nothing we haven't seen before. Caracas, Thoughtseize, Endurance, the Fairy, Grist, Reclamation Sage, like Force of Vigor, stuff out, stuff like that. So I'm happy to see it top eight. Not really a whole lot has changed. I The one thing I don't, we've talked about it. I haven't heard a quote professional's opinion on Atraxa. So. We've talked about it to death. Um, if it makes you feel better, I've heard uh, it talked about on and the, uh, professional. They're, they're content creators. And they're professional content creators. Um, Eternal Glory. So that'd be Phil Gallagher, Bryant Cook, and Brian Koval mm-hmm. or Koval. And uh, I think Brian Koval and uh, Phil Gallagher are pretty warm on the card. They like it quite a bit. Uh, the, the running joke actually is that uh, Bryant Cook is confer is the card's trash. No one should play it. It's and Phil was really hot on it, and it's middled out to be actually an incredibly playable card. And there are other people who legitimately think Attracts is a great card. And, you know, it really found a quick home in that uh, blue-black reanimator shell. Yeah. And we kind of came to the exact same conclusion Phil did, where, like, there's just too many points in the game where after turn two, three, or four, Grizzlebrand's not the answer. It's a liability. And Attraxa is. Reanimating Grizzlebrand just doesn't win. It doesn't do anything. Whereas yeah. reanimating Atraxa, even if it does eat a kill spell, still drew you six cards, still yep. drew you five cards, and got you back in the game. And didn't cost you life to do it. And it didn't, didn't cost, cost you life. additional life yes. to do it, I should say. Yes. Because, I mean, we've talked about it to death. A reanimated, like an actual reanimate on a Grizzlebrand 
costs you fucking 14 life or whatever it is to yep. draw seven cards. Yes. You are putting your the giant target on your back. That's <laughs> like you're real low. At that's that point. really low. That's assuming you haven't fetched yet. Yep. <laughs> so absolutely. But I think I'm kind of like I thought about it more. I don't know where I'd stand, and it's something like if I was going to be playing a lot, um, it's what I would be trying out the Tyrannus Rex thing first. Yeah. Um, again, 100%. just because that's kind of how I play, and then I'd want to, but I'd want to play with Atraxa and see if I liked it more. Because I, to be fair, I did really like the uh, Archon, uh, the the green white Archon. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh fuck! Yeah, it comes in. You choose a card type. Yeah. They can't cast that card type. That that card won me a ton of games. Because either A, it was just an automatic light switch, like, you can't play anymore, yep. or B, like, if you're good at reading your opponent and their deck, you can basically oh, yeah. almost, you can know most of the cards that are in their hand from yeah. their behavior. Yep. And you're just like, well, I know you're on this, and your behavior is leading me to think you have this. So oh. if I name this, I just, like, mind twist you yep. with a 4-5 flyer. <laughs> like, not to mention I'm mind twisting the top of your deck, too. Every time yeah. you draw, there's, like, a 30% chance you yep. can't cast just dead draws. Draw. Yep. So like, like we or like let's say like we both stalled out and it's like, hey, you can't cast instance. Yeah. Good luck brainstorm. Uh good luck brainstorm force of will days deck. And most importantly, sorts of plowshares. Sorts of plowshares, yeah. Like, cool. So I hope you draw the one sorcery that can kill this fucking guy while I beat you to death with Before him. Before I kill you. Yeah. So yeah, that's our top eight. Um metagame summary, like I said, other thirty one point two five percent. Now some of that's gonna be chewed up by uh like these control the initiative like, ones and the control there's list. a control shell there's, there's some initiative cards that aren't getting labeled correctly like well that's but there's a testament to just how kind of all over the place decks are right now yeah uh next up we've got a whole bunch of twos so blue red delver reanimator elves painter breakfast sneak and show and lands and then maverick top 32 maverick top 32 and world gorger dragon combo top 32 I, I thought really hard did about you shit your pants when you saw that i did <laughs> i thought really hard about bringing it up but i was like man we're already an hour and a half yeah. in we don't have to talk about oh, it oh i like, wanted to though yeah. um, world gorger dragon i had a brief stint where world gorger dragon was my legacy deck i had it in paper i loved it it's so much fun to play it's such a fun combo i played a fuck ton of it on mtgo which is the worst place to play it yep <laughs> um but I love World Gorger Dragon. And did you know it got reprinted? They Dominary Remastered. They reprinted World Gorger Dragon. Ooh. They also reprinted Entomb. Now the now the El Primo borderless version of Entomb is only like seven bucks. Nice. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Entombs were like 25, 30 bucks a piece there for a little while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I, I was rolling through this list and thinking about whether I wanted to talk about it or not. The only problem with it is it's a Yorion list. And so it's got a fuck ton of dual lands. It's a four color. Yeah, it's a sixty two hundred dollar deck. Yeah, it's so expensive. Now, <laughs> in fairness, the majority of the cards are uh, soul tie, mm-hmm. but they're still abundant gross and fable the mirror breaker. So here's what I would say to that. So let's just look at wins per dollar. For eighteen hundred dollars for reanimator, you can do almost the exact same thing you're yeah. doing with world gorger dragon, 100%. which is rean entombing and reanimating to win. Yep, and it costs a third of the price. Uh, yeah. So you can actually, if you want to do that, mono black reanimator. There's a mono black reanimator that lists that runs Wolgorja Dragon, and yeah. it's like a thousand dollars or like eight hundred dollars. But you don't even have to sacrifice on actually, power. It might be like five hundred dollars. But yeah, you can obviously have a tier one wins the fucking challenge deck yep. for a third of the price of yeah of a first time we've seen it in the top thirty two oh since yeah. this podcast. And it's thirty. Like we've never talked about it. Yeah, it's thirty first. 
I'm not trying to knock him. Let's see. It'll say his uh T Wilder. Four two in the Swiss. Oh yeah, okay. His his record. Yeah. yeah. So um anywho, most played cards, force will, brainstorm, ponder, surgical extraction, and lotus petal. Top three, I don't think will ever change as long as this podcast is being recorded. We can do it, Matt. Be the change you want to see in the world. Hey, I, you're the filthy blue player. By not the way, me. I'm going to go register I for. I am Rain. the change I want to see in the world. How many times do I say, "Hey, everyone should play tribal"? What do I do? Force tribal in every format I play. I'm going to go play for brainstorm for force will. <laughs> right. Uh, top creatures, Uro. What is this like? 2021. Where's the Oko? Yeah, where's Oko? <laughs> so we've got Uro. Endurance, Simeon Spirit Guide, Atraxa, and Grizzle Come on, Brand. that's a crazy fucking top five creatures. Oh, that that's combo right there. That's combo and control. So yeah. you go like you've got your sneak and show, yeah. your show and tell, and your reanimator builds right yep. there with a splash of elves. Yep. And then you've got your control decks. That's funny though. So graveyard and uh, graveyard answers. Yep. Uh, next up, top spells: Force Will, Brainstorm, Ponder, Surgical, Lotus Petal. Same thing. So a lot of combo, which we kind of expected. But the police, the, the police are out. Yep. But there's a lot of control too. Yeah, there is. And like the top eight is uh, and still pretty diverse. There's a there's a chunk of aggro because you've got things like elves, which is very aggro-y, and uh, lotus or not lotus field um initiative. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing, and I was going to talk about this briefly. So there was quite a bit of initiative. Like I just looked over the challenge last week. I was looking at it last week. Funny yeah. thing is we. Had, scheduled last week off i totally forgot so i walked up to jake and i was like hey when are you coming uh-huh. over <laughs> yeah he hit me up on wednesday he's like so when are we recording today and i was like we're not <laughs> i was like oh yeah right and he was like oh sweet i get to kind of relax a little bit yep and uh so i was actually just looking through the challenges and whatnot. and i was like wow that's because there was also a decent amount of delver too mm. and i was like huh well wouldn't that be hilarious <laughs> but this to me this kind of goes to show you like there's those decks can be in the metagame, now we have a top eight that doesn't have either. Yep. Like, and it's a top eight that still has, there's, I mean, if you wanted to lump Omnitel and Sneak and Show in together as one deck, that'd be one thing. Yeah. But even if you do that, seven of the top eight are different decks. Very, very different decks. Elves, right. lands. Control, uh, that fucking war, uh, wheel combo deck. Yeah, that, Doomsday, that weird thing. Um, Reanimator. So yeah, all over the place. Thank you, Legacy, yeah, for being and awesome. Yeah, 16th is the next initiative deck. So it's not like it's not like the top eight was a bunch of shit, and then like 9, 10, 12, 9, 10, 10th, 11th, 12th were like Delver and initiative. It's like... Man, could you imagine a world where like you'd have like up a half the top eight be like one or two decks, and then the next like t- eight spots are also those decks? Well, here's a good example. This is one of the... What we used to talk about those initiative cards was the top creatures, right? Yeah. The initiative cards aren't on the top nope. 10 creatures. And they the lowest it... one goes down to 9% with 9 copies. And it's fucking grief. Reanimator had four of the white one, which every deck has at Seasoned Dungeoneer. Right. So, doesn't look like Initiative really uh, is... It didn't show up this week. Nope, not this week. Which means it can be beat. Yep, sure it can. So, anywho, let's go over to Modern. Okay, so, apology to our Modern fans, but we're going to keep it short this week, I promise. Sure. <laughs> we're already... <laughs> I would I... look... So Two hours is long enough of a podcast. There has to be a cantrip cartel bingo because there is for like <laughs> everything. Because every, I mean, like if you listen to enough podcasts, basically it's you're, you're talking about people and yep. people use the same idioms. We are creatures all the time. of habit, right? If there is a cantrip cartel bingo, we're gonna keep it short. This week is the center fucking square. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's a gimme. <laughs> You're gonna get that one every week. <laughs> you're gonna get that every fucking week. It's got no. It would have to be something like. 
comments on keeping it short two hours plus <laughs> two hours plus runtime so anywho modern yeah modern so in first place for the modern challenge we have Rakdos scam brought home by either i'm assuming that's jose with a zero yep uh traditional looking scam list do not see much innovation going on here one croaks in the main for dothy for ragavan uh, for yeah, for Pyromancer, for Grief, for Fury, like phenomenal fucking cards. Uh, full six Undying effects. Your your biggest addition to these decks, and I did see Spike. Uh, I watched a lot of Spike recently, and he's been running up against more and more Sheldra's edicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be totally honest. I'm not a huge fan of this card. This card is phenomenal, and if you're looking for an edict, it's probably the best edict. Um, oddly enough, outperforming Sudden Edict because like Planeswalkers are so fucking real. And non-token is actually also really, especially in a uh, like a season pyromancer world. Like I mean, non-token is it matters. Yep. But like sudden edict is such a strong card. One in a black with split second sack a card or sack a creature. But shelter's edict coming in and letting you make that decision hitting planeswalkers is pretty strong. So I get why people play in an edict spot. I just am not a big fan of edicts. I so two comments. One in general, I'm with you as far as edicts go lately. Um, I kind of get why they see they're typically speaking more efficient, typically speaking. So like two mana instant kill almost anything. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty good on price. Cause I mean, it's not, I would argue it's, I mean, it's not better than it probably isn't better than go for the throat. If you're not counting planeswalkers, sorry. Well, I get my brain here. Ignore yes. planeswalkers. It, is it better than go for the throat in modern, in modern, what we which, don't, which ones go for the throat? A non-artifact. non-artifact. We don't really see artifacts, artifact creatures. Well, there's there's a saga tokens. I mean, yeah, but like your shelter, you're planning as shelter eating one of the years of saga tokens. I mean, is it the, that's all it ever does? Shelter, a removal spell only ever eats just one token or one creature. Yeah, but it's like I don't and know, an a saga token is just as viable as any other target. I guess it still beats. It's still a dude that beats it's you. Still to is death. a beater. <laughs> um, there's not the only like so the only other comparison would be like uh, like legit doom blade. And uh, there are black creatures we care about. Yeah. Reef. Oh, for sure. Uh, you could look at... I mean, half the creatures in this deck are black. So what about Power Word Kill? No, no, you can't not Power Word Kill because uh, there's a very good dragon that's playable and you can't kill dragons with that. Um, what's the... Oh, what's the... There's... I can't remember what it is. It's one of the black destroy target creature lose two life. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but um, I can't. That's really relevant. Uh, losing two life is really relevant, though, but... I don't know. The so the other comment I was gonna say, as far as sudden edict goes, I think I would take Sheldrick's Sheldred's edict in modern over sudden edict. There's just far less responses to like there's far fewer like relevant interactions and like counter spells just aren't nearly as common as they are. Because that's the big the big thing on Sheldrick or uh, sudden edict is it can't be countered. Yep. The other thing is you also can't crop rotation and give your fucking merit lage protection from white in response to it. <laughs> like, or protection point. from black. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a good point. You can't do anything. It's just your merit lage is dead. That's yep. what sudden edict says. Where Sheldrick's um, edict gives you wait gives you outs. Yeah. And well don't get me wrong. I, I know we're talking about edicts and weird shit, but like as just as a hypothetical, you have outs to yeah, with you have outs to Sheldred's edict that you don't have with sudden edict. That's going to be more relevant in legacy than it is in modern. Yeah, okay. That that's as far as those two go. Yeah, if we're fighting for an edict spot, yep. yeah. Like if you assume the edict, as far as the edict itself goes, I don't know modern well enough to 
Like to me, it's just a metagame call. Like that's what, that's how I look at literally all removal is I don't, I try not to get tied to one that yeah. I like. I go, what's, what are the best answers to the current meta? I think what I'm saying is I don't think Sheldra's Edict is a modern level card or modern power level card. Unless you've got some specific, unless you have a specific thing in mind, in which case I'd expect to see it in the sideboard. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's that is my opinion on Sheldrick's Edict. I don't think it's I don't think it's modern level power modern power level. Mm-hmm. What is probably also not modern power level, but awesome is two Culligan's Command. I fucking love Culligan's Command. That card's awesome. I'm trying to find a way to play it in uh, Pioneer Rakdos. It's not great, but I want to play it because <laughs> I love Culligan's Command. That card's awesome. Well, like Culligan's Command to me, like in this deck, makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. Um, get my creature back from the graveyard. Or make you discard a card or kill a thing. Like, oh, so good. The So, like, well, I'm just kind of looking through threats here. And I guess the edict thing to me, like, so I'm trying to find what you would replace the edict with. And my first instinct is Lightning Bolt. Basically one of the best cards ever made. Can't kill Murktide. Can't kill Murktide. Actually, and, can't kill Murktide. And it can't kill a lot of stuff, actually. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is Lightning Bolt, there's a ton of uh, indomitable creativity everywhere. Yep. And it... It's Lightning all, Bolt doesn't do shit against that. It's also pretty bad against a Scammed Fury. Right. Because it comes as a 4-4, four, four, mm-hmm. which is very relevant. Yeah, it's it's kind of, well, it's Fury or Grief. Uh, grief would come back as a 3, as oh, a 4-3. Yeah, 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 yep, it's a 3-2. I, I always forget that part. Yep. But yeah, it's, so like, it's, I think Sheldrick's, Sheldred's Edict is also, probably better than more Lightning Bolts. Bolt also, um, uh, it can kill some Urza Saga tokens, but many it can't. It can't kill Rhinos. So those are all very relevant arguments for why Bolt is out outclassed, and um, and then there's Fatal Push, which Fatal Push has a, a lot of the similar arguments that Lightning Bolt does. Mm-hmm. There's different, but uh, kind of still apply. Um, and then at that point, those are your good one mana black removal spells, black and red removal spells for this deck. Yeah. And at that point, you're at two, and at two now you're picking now the mana thing because the first thing I go, I want to, I want to spend one instead of two. Oh yeah, of course. And, infinitely better infinitely better right and so once we we're up into two at that point you're like well which one's better and they all kind of have their pluses and minuses so i don't know yeah and it's it's metagame calls trying out new things and, and preferences clearly, clearly this week it worked it and and i do give a lot of credit to being able to hit planeswalkers i it's it's very very big. good yeah having having actual game against three fairy or um, five fairy is pretty strong, Being especially just... when frequently there's only one planeswalker. Oh yeah, so it's not even you're not it's not a real choice. Most not of many the choices. No, nope. you just kill your planeswalker. Um, after that though, two blood moon uh, and the rest of it looks pretty pretty stock. Don't see anything really interesting in the sideboard for this one. Next one is a list that or a deck that has kind of well, so it's listed as Gorio through the breach, which this Gorio's Vengeance deck has. Um, Picked up a, the Gorio's Vengeance card in general has picked up quite a bit of play with Atraxa. Atraxa really kind of brought that back. This, however, is not an Atraxa Gorio's Vengeance deck. This is um, Asmoro as Asmoro Gnome an Asmo deck. Yeah. So you have a full Asmo package with four cookbooks. That card just needs to be deleted. <laughs> like, it's actually a really cool card. It's, it's really cool design. Yeah, and then Wizards has to go and fuck it up by trying to make a meme out of it. As they had to meme all over it. Um, so you have the Asmo package with four Underworld cookbooks. You've got the Gorios Vengeance that you're going to be using to Yargle and Emrakul. Yes, Yargle and Emrakul. 
You've got um, Valdarian Epicure to help dig and to turn on your Asmos, Profane Tutors, Thought Seizes, Underworld or uh, Springleaf Drums, and then what is this? Kragenwick Cremator. Two red red. When it comes into play, discard a card at random. If you discard a creature card this way, it deals damage equal to the card's power to target player. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a four mana. Domum for 18. Domum for 15 or eight, eight or yeah, 15 or 18. Cause it's that it's, it's power. Yeah. It's power. That's amazing. Oh fuck. Is that seriously the whole point of this fucking deck? So, I mean like, I guess in fairness what it is. So here, here's what it is. This is an Asmo deck, an Asmo Urza saga deck. And if you've ever, uh, and uh, I, I just I skipped over it. It's got Oval Chase Daredevils, which Oval Chase Daredevil, when it ET, whenever a uh, artifact ETBs, you get to put it from your graveyard to your hand. So it goes every turn. You get to use your cookbooks infinitely. Okay. Um, it is worth saying that, like literally, Asmo Cookbook Daredevil and Urza Saga is very much a game-winning plan. The ability to just make you just start cranking out ten tens, twelve twelves, twelve thirds. They, they they become absurdly monstrous. Um, and then you have on the back of that tons of discard synergy, eight fucking monsters that dome your opponent for. I mean, Emrakul is lethal because I mean, with uh, with what 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 is it? Um, Cremator, Annihilator. What's the Annihilator? Annihilator six. Uh, with Annihilator six, it's basically lethal. And <clears throat> Yargle being a eighteen six is you know probably close. Yeah. I've imagined. I'm imagining you've shocked once. Probably. Probably. So this deck is <laughs> very weird and very all over the place and very cool. Probably be fun to play. I bet it'd be very fun to play. And like there's kind of like a lot of games where like and the cool thing about it is you get just this really underhanded, like out of the blue synergy where like I'm just playing an Asmo deck. I'm just trying to discard stuff to cap my Asmo online, get multiple cookbooks, maybe there's a saga, make some tokens, boom, take eighteen. Or boom, sack six permanence, take fifteen. Mm-hmm. You said this Gorio's Gorio's Vengeance line hidden behind this respectable Asmo deck and this ridiculous Kragenwick Cremator card that's come on guys probably shouldn't be here but is when it works I mean like think about the setup you have to have to make this thing work because it's it's at random yeah so like I mean good luck yeah I mean realistically your hand either needs to be full of these guys or empty or empty one of them yeah. Um, sideboard on this is some pretty generic stuff, you know, Leyline of the Breach, uh, Leyline of the Void. Do have one through the Breach for those, uh, for those big fatties. Uh, a couple of Fable of the Mirror Breakers and some answers like Haywire Might, Pithing Needle, Pirate Spell Bomb, stuff like that. Inquisition of Kozilek. So up next, we have a, uh, is it Jeskai, Jess right? Yeah. I was, uh, some of the, some of the, some of the Triumph colors I get a little mixed up on. I believe this is kind of that generic Ragavan we were seeing for a little while and just didn't get categorized as that. So we well, have the, to, well, it's got grinding station. So this is underworld oh, breach grinding station. I didn't even get that well, far throws, down. It, it, every time we talk about this, because this is one of those decks that to me is just built off the power of Ragavan. Yeah, because I saw as I was looking through, it was like like Ragavan, Ledger Shredder, Teferi. Uh, yeah. I should seen the Emery though. So yeah, Emery. So you got the list. Uh, like I said, Ragavan, Emery, that's better. But yeah, four Underworld Breach, three Grinding Stations. So obviously, yeah, this is with uh, four Mistress Bobble, three Mox Ambers. Legit Grinding Station deck. You've got your, um, with Grape Shot to finish it out. You've got your three Teferis to clear the way. Uh, four Prismatic Ending, cause that, or uh, uh, four Expressive Iteration, because that card's amazing. And some removal with Prismatic Ending. The uh, This is the kind of deck where I just, like this deck is purely the consequence of just 
pushing cards. Mm-hmm. And I know like every deck is, but like this is a grinding station deck, sort of. Sort of. That 100% would not see any real play if Urza Saga and Ragavan were not yep. cards. If it didn't have those incredible powerhouses to just fall back on. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons we decided we liked at least Urza Saga existing is because it does give these really, like, these decks that have no business existing some legs to stand on. Yeah. And this is a great example. Like, this is a cool deck that I'm glad exists. Yeah, you ban Urza Saga tomorrow, this deck doesn't really exist. This deck's gone. 100%. A lot of these decks are gone. Um. Oh, uh, take a peek at the sideboard for your control deck. I mean, a, again, a lot of, a, a, a bit, a decent bit more interaction with, like, Spell Pierce and Teferi, some more removal, uh, wear tears a, a lot of clearing the way which i mean you're playing a combo deck that's what your goal is your goal is to not let your opponent stop you shockingly enough their goal is to stop you see we're moving quickly yeah i'm one of us knows how to move through a list with with haste uh next up is is it murktide uh we can talk about this quickly because there's not much to talk about the the most interesting thing about this deck actually is we are actually starting to trim more and more and more on murktides and drc's murked well if 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 you're if you're not feeling work tides, DRCs aren't as good in my opinion. There are better cards. Like Season Pyromancer is, is probably similar to or better than DRC if you're depending on what you're trying to fuel out. So two DRCs, two Merc Tides, one Season Pyromancer, one Brazen, and then Ledger Shredders filling in that slot in between with four Ragavans to back it up. The spell suite is pretty much the same as always. Snares, pierces, considers, counter spells. Uh, what's that expressive iteration card? Whatever it does. Oh yeah. Um, you know some bobbles. Yeah, I've never it's, heard of that card. It's probably a lot more interesting to see that we still have four bobbles, even though we only have, we only have two DRCs. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a weird place. Like you're still maxing out on a mediocre Mistress bobble if you're not trying to fuel up all your DRCs. It does help you double spell as well with Ledger I guess Shredder. It, yeah, you do have yeah yeah you do have good synergy with like turn two Ledger Shredder into Mistress bobble into Connive, and now you're outside of bolt range. Yeah, so that's pretty relevant too. That's a good point. Sideboard, uh, nothing crazy going on in here. Only one, this is worth noting, I believe this is the first Orvar we've seen in the sideboard. Yeah, I think so. Now, um, not a ton of creativity in the top eight this week. Three of them in the top 32, so nothing crazy there. But that should be your indication that we're getting a little soft to creativity when the first three decks didn't have any, um, didn't have any Orvars. And there's other ways to fight creativity, obviously, but Orvars... The clear-cut, simplest, straightest answer. Uh, oops, not that one. Well, and it's to me, it's the one that signifies specifically. Oh yeah, creativity. It's, it's also it's it, it's only for one thing. Right. Nothing else. That that deck isn't there for. That card isn't there for anything else. No one's playing cottage cheese. Right. Points to anyone who knows what cottage cheese is. I get a point. Uh, Mono green Tron coming in fifth place. So Gigantha as your companion, and then your Tron cards. Uh, Karn, Ugin, the Ineffable, which is probably the most interesting include here. Six mana Ugin, uh, seven mana Karn, eight mana Ugin. You do have a Golos package with your with the Olamog and the Haywire Might, so you can, uh, I believe, I saw they had Cascading Cataracts. So you can cast your Golos, go get your Cataracts, start making Wooberg and spin in the wheel, which is obviously tons of fun and an amazing thing to be doing. The only green you're going to be seeing in this deck is coming from the ancient uh, stirrings and the sylvan scryings. Pretty, pretty stock stuff, realistically. And then your sideboard is a pretty standard um, Karn wishboard. Uh, the most interesting wish piece I see here is probably going to be the Mightstone and Weakstone. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really know. Um, actually, I do. I do know what that's for. I do know what that's for. When you have a lot of mana and you just want to draw a couple cards, it is removal. So you could. I mean, but so is Oblivion Stone, and Oblivion Stone's probably better. Not always, but Might Stone, Weak Stone comes in draws two. And if like if I have you know nine mana and I just want more resources, I like having something in my sideboard that will accomplish that. Well, the nice thing about the Might Stone, Weak Stone, is it does kill something like now. Oblivion Stone takes a turn. And that's, I guess that's also trying to think about that, where, yeah, you have to owe stone next turn, and if you're going to be dying, if, you, if you're dying to a 4-4. Well, I should say, you don't have to. Oblivion Stone, you can blow it up the turn it comes out. <laughs> you don't get to save anything, though. So, like... But you, you keep all your lands, right? Yeah, but, like, it, so, in theory, you can blow up a bunch of shit, but, like... You're losing you, your Karn. Yes, you lose your Karn or anything else you have... Whereas the Might Stone, Weak Stone, you go and you're like, hey, that one thing is a real fucking problem. But without that, I'm ahead on the That's board. That's true. That's a good point. Where it's just like, and, and very, it I mean, does pull double duty with drawing two cards. Uh, very noticeably, what it does really well is it kills a undying uh, Fury. Yeah. That's the word. Kills so, uh, just about any of them, doesn't it? Is it there, does, but it, like Fury's the one where it's like, one. Fury's an 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah. I mean, it's a 4-4 four, four double strike, but like it's 8 damage a turn. So yeah. being able to nuke a Fury out of the blue is... is uh, worth a sideboard slot again nothing else crazy interesting going on in there next up we do have the one indomitable creativity list this is a three archon list uh with one transmogrify no um no reanimate spells yep. this is we're all or nothing on indomitable creativity transmogrify we do have four fable the mirror breaker for leyland binding a uh, shout out to everyone in case you don't know um I'll bet dollars to donuts Fable the Mirror Breaker is going to get a little cheaper. Actually, it already has. It's already down to 90 bucks for a play set, but it's going to get a little cheaper come Monday. Probably, yeah. Like, there's a lot of rumors that Standard's going to be banning a fuck ton of cards. Even if they only banned a couple of them, I bet Fable's on the top. I bet Fable was the first card that made that list for a banning yeah. uh, out of Standard. Um, realistically, though, there's not much going on in here. Uh, so we do have the one planes in the side. And I have it on good authority, I think from Emperor, that the one planes in the side is literally so that you can spend five mana to Leyland binding something. Or is it six? It would be five because it would cost one less for the it would cost one less for the planes. Or it would be, I'm sorry, it'd be four, because you have mountains. Um, but yeah, you literally have one planes in the side so that you can fetch it and you can spend you can spend four mana to Leyland binding something. Okay. That's yep. In fairness, they know more about it than we do. There is a card here I haven't seen before. Uh, this is a new March of the Machines card in the sideboard, and there's four of them. So they're trying it out with Vigor. Well, not the card Vigor, sorry. Uh, change the equation. One in a blue. Choose one. Counter target spell with mana value two or less. I don't know, like expressive iteration? Uh, well, most importantly, it's if you counter something that's two, you're even on mana and even on cards. Yes, but I'd say it's, I, I, the first card that comes to my mind yes, is expressive iteration. But yes, yep. are true. Or counter target spell, target counter target red or green spell with mana value six or less. What's a spell that costs six mana that I might want to counter? It's green. What's that uh, he's like a he's like a big dude and he wears like jewelry. What time is it? Uh, I don't know where I am gonna be. Will you let me know when? I don't have any more to go with this. Amulet Titan, of course. Yep. Um, when it's prime time. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when, when I see something like that. I mean, like, that's a good two mana counter spell for prime time, and uh, most of the cards in, I mean, actually all the cards in prime time. And the big thing here is it's splashable because you got to remember 
Counterspell also counters Primetime for two. It does, yes. But, but yes, it's splashable. That's this the big deck thing. is uh, a <laughs> lot less likely to have access to blue-blue consistently, whereas having access to one of blue is a lot easier. And in decks like Primetime, um, like Mana Leak, has it very quickly gets outpaced. Mm -hmm. So like it's very real that you cannot rely on Mana Leak. Yeah. So uh, a, a hard counter... Um, like disdainful stroke, but can hit the other things. Very good card. Because obviously, like that's why I think of like, well, disdainful stroke fills that slot well if you just want to counter prime time. But this counters literally every single card in the deck. I mean, maybe not every, but gosh darn, Within every reason. single card of the deck. Yeah. It also counters indomitable creativity for two. Um, <laughs> it counters uh, Ren and Six. Uh, expressive iteration. It does like, hit a lot of things. Like, I mean, the funny thing is, like, that to me, what that screams, and it's a symptom more than anything. Lightning Bolt is in 34% of decks, which means at minimum 34% of the meta is red. Yep. Like, Ragavan's in 25. There's not pure overlap there. Like, yep. there's a ton of fucking it, red. Um, it's a little. It can be a little slow, but it it counters uh counters Fury for scam. It counters uh Fable the Mirror Breaker, which is hyper. It's hard to answer Fable the Mirror Breaker at, at parity mm -hmm. at card parity unless you're gonna counter it. And it it doesn't it doesn't feel good to use to it doesn't feel good to counter Leland by, or uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker a lot of times. It so. also funny thing counters counter spell. And it does counter counter spell, yeah. So like, actually counters all the counter spells, or no, all the ones that see actual play. Yeah, I think it wouldn't counter mystical dispute, but I mean like it counters the other ones. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting tech. It's yeah. like obvious. <clears throat> it's to me, it's a kind of elegant design because the the complaint was counter spell being legal and modern is going to push out all the other non counter yep, spell and counters. It absolutely did, not. and it hasn't, and nope. that's that. To, and initially it did because it was like, well, why the fuck? I'm like, mana leak. Yeah. Gone. Why would I play anything other than counter spell? Right. It's like, well, mana's an issue. Yeah. But when you can still counter a lot of shit yep. and only pay one blue, that does matter. It does matter a lot. Look at that. Two more decks. Seventh place. Uh, a deck I desperately want to play, but is annoyingly expensive. Say, if you ever talk me into playing modern, I'll probably play this. You should. This deck is, I've watched it be played and I've watched people play against it. This deck looks so much fun to play. Mono black coffers. And like initially when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. Like that's awesome. But like that'll never see, like this deck keeps oh, showing up. Oh, we've seen it multiple times. And it actually keeps top eighting. Yes. It's a, it's one of the best ramp decks in modern probably. Like, well, it's one of the best. So it's not obviously better than prime time, but yeah. like as far as decks that go huge on mana, it's so ridiculous. It's so good. Uh, four Cabal Coffers, obviously. Um, four Urborgs, turn the coffers on. I love how it has... Dude, it gets four, to play fucking Land Destruction. Four Demo I Field, four Field of Ruin. Destruction. Yep. So you got plenty so of mana, who gives a shit? Yep. Uh, four Karn, and then you got one Profane Tutor. So Blood Chief's Thirst and Fatal Push, seven of them. Three March of Wretched Sorrow, more removal. Why the fuck is Relic of Progenitus five dollars? Uh, when's the last time it was printed? I know, but I well, I just looked at because I was going through the price of this, and I was like, hey, you know, I probably 20, have most of this deck. And I see twenty dollars for a playset play of Relic. I think I've like eight of those in my fucking just sitting around. There you go. Uh, oh, um, so four Nights Whisper because cards matter more than anything else. Yep. Three Damnation, obviously, just clean the board. Four Invoke Despair, a gr a great top end, crazy good card when you can cast it. And stifles back in modern. 
three Shadow of Doubt. Hybrid Demir, Hybrid Demir. So nice. two mana. Fuck yeah. Players can't search libraries until the end of this turn. Or this, sorry, players can't search libraries this turn. Draw a card. Yep. Fantastic. Fetch land. Fuck you. So here's what I'm kind of wondering about. You have all this mana. Presumably quite a bit. How do you just win? Well, the big thing with me is why doesn't this deck run Archon of Cruelty? I don't know. I've never, um, so I've never seen it played. Maybe like it can't consistently get to eight. Oh, it can. Oh, it, I, I, I mean, because I, I would assume with two coffers, you probably yeah, because you know, yeah, coffers not legendary, right? Like one coffer, you're probably not going to get there unless the game goes real long, because like well, it's not it's not unreasonable if you've got. I mean, think of, the whole deck is usually built around, and usually you see more profane tutors. Honestly, the deck is built around getting cabal coffers and urborg. Yeah, if you have cabal coffers, urborg, and what three lands. Your Cabal Coffers makes five, six, seven. Yeah. But, so, I mean, you're talking about five lands. With- five, six. You, you, you would need six lands. I, th- I think I think he's eight. So you need you need six lands. Yeah. Um, if you don't have if you don't have a second Coffers. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, we're talking about modern. What I'm trying to get to you, though, is I, I'm telling you, I've watched this deck. Six lands isn't ridiculous. I believe you. The, when you but that's what I'm getting at. It's <clears> like that. I, 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 I'm on there with you. Like, yeah. Because you've got. Uh, three removal, seven removal, ten removal. Like the game's supposed to go long. Eleven. You have you have what ten, eleven removal plus three damnation, plus Karn and a wishboard to like ensnaring bridge, worm coil engine to buy you time. Um, I don't know. I've even seen these decks run. I mean, this one's running Kozilek. I've seen them run Emrakul because you just cast Emrakul. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that fifteen mana isn't even that hard. When you can get the deck to go a little longer, like any control deck, and this is basically a mono black control deck, like it's not that hard. Like a lot of the stuff in the side makes sense because you've got the Karn Wishboard. Yes. It just seems like. And like, Kozilek is most. See, Kozilek's mostly there for um, Mill. Mm-hmm. But like, I yeah, I, I, I've seen these decks run 15 Emrakul and just cast it. Yeah. Like it feels like I it could feels be wrong. Like, I don't know. Like I would want to try to run. One of the most broken creatures we've printed recently. Right. Like, it's everywhere. Now, to be fair, one of the flip sides would be, since it's everywhere, it's also going to be more commonly answered. So you do get some value by playing some threats that aren't as easily answered. Um, So, like, in theory, like, you know, Orvar. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if everyone has Orvar, you're not soft to Orvar. You might run into Orvars. Yeah, that's possible. Stuff like like that, where, like, you're playing, you know, non-traditional threats. You need, you know, weird stuff to answer them. But while I love Shadow of the Doubt, I don't know a ton about the deck. I would probably just run more tutors. Yeah, that was... It's cute, and it's fucking hilarious when nobody sees it coming, but it's like... Yeah, it is, but... Like the what's better is to like turn one profane tutor so that you on you on turn three you get the Urborg or you get the other piece of it. Or on turn five, you get to slam your second coffers and go from making six five mana to, 10, or, yeah. to ten mana or to twelve mana. Yeah. So yeah, I I would probably lean a little more on those profane tutors just because they're so good. Um or, or even like uh um exp- isn't expedition map legal in modern? Like yeah, I, I might even run an expedition map you- over it. It it for sure is. Um, like, wow, now I'm not even so sure. Yeah, it's legal. It's in okay. Mono Green John. Good. Um, yeah, like, I might even run Expedition Map over it, because, like, what matters is getting to pseudo-infinite mana. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last up, another Mono Green Tron list. And this Mono Green Tron has a few more creatures with, like, Kozilek, Olamog, Sundering Titan, and Golos in the main. Uh, you're redu- you, you definitely trim down on the the... 
Planeswalkers a little bit. So four of the four mana Karn, three seven mana Karn, only one eight mana Ugin. Uh, same spell suite. Um, well, I should say same spells. Artifacts look pretty much the same at a uh, quick glance. And the sideboard uh, looks pretty much the same as well. You're working with that. A very similar Karn wishboard. Mm-hmm. Worth noting, you still have those, uh, or that Cascading Cataract, so you get to take advantage of those two Golos. Doubling up on Golos, this deck is a little, is leaning, I mean, literally twice as hard into Golos to spin the wheel and just get some kind of a payoff for all that mana, because it's pretty, it, it definitely is very real that, like, all the mana know where to go, and nothing is better than getting to spin the wheel once or twice, and I'm just going to play four or five cards for free this turn. Yeah. Especially when you're spinning into things like Karn Liberated or Sundering Titan or Olamog. And the funny thing is with Golos in this deck is it doesn't even take long for Golos. Like if the game's going to go a little longer for him to become mana positive. Yep. So like if you've got the Tron piece and you grab another tower, let's just say you're trying to get mana. Yeah. Like it comes into play. Well, the it comes into play tapped, but next turn it taps for three. So now you're only down two mana. Yep. Next turn you're up a mana. Yeah. He Plus all his other shit. Plus all his other things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy about this list and nothing too crazy about this modern top eight outside of that Gorios through the breach yeah, uh, kind of nonsense wild deck. That was pretty <laughs> cool. Like Yargle and Multani with Emrakul and Kragenwick Cremator. So it was really cool to get to see that. But metagame breakdown, we only have four mono green Tron decks. So our top deck this week, 12.5%. Next up, we have a couple threes with Indomitable Creativity, Rakdos Midrange, and Yogmoth. And then a handful of twos with Murktide Regent, our other uh, those mono black coffers, two of them made it in, two Gorio through the breach lists, and two crashing footfall lists. Most played cards. I'll tell you what, if they really shook up modern bad, like they did Legacy, we'd have a four hour podcast. Yep. Like it's it's kind of a saving grace that modern has a bunch of the same decks every week. Like it rotates and it churns, but it's a lot of the same stuff that we can kind of breeze through. Because if it really got great crazy in modern, we'd have to be here for three and a half hours. Yeah. We'd have to start, we'd have to start recording on like o'clock or something or three this like, challenge yeah. does look broadly speaking a little more diverse than modern has the past like obviously oh, we yeah. weren't we didn't record last week but the past several in modern look like they've had maybe like 20 percent less decks like it just feels like there's more decks that top 32 this gotcha. week i know that i've seen hardened scales making a real comeback uh i'm not saying spike brought it back but he's really been pioneering that in a lot of his in some of his videos and some of the challenges he's been really singing the praises of uh scales uh, there's a Azorius Control in here. Um, I saw something. Where was it? A Dredge. We saw a Dredge in 31st place. Some really cool stuff for sure. Uh, most played cards. Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Engineered Explosives, Karn, Fury. Top Creatures, Ragavan, Nimble Pilfer, Fury, Endurance, Grief, uh, and Season Pyromancer. And my brain just shut off. I'm sorry, guys. Top Spells, Lightning Bolt, Engineered Explosives, Karn, the Great Creator, Expressive Iteration, and Thoughtseize. Okay. Um, I had an extra topic, but I'm going to save it for next week because we're already over two hours. So, Matt, is there anything else you wanted to talk about this week? Not really. Nothing yeah. in particular. Cool. So, one final shout out to our patrons. Thank you very much. Patreon.com forward slash Cantrip Cartel. If you want to reach out to us, uh, Cantrip Cartel at gmail.com, Cantrip Cartel on Facebook, Cantrip Cartel on Twitter, Cantrip Cartel on Instagram. I'll, you guys, you know, it's right now. We're not super active on social media. We're not very good at it, cut and dry, but you can still reach out to us there and you can still talk directly to us. If you hit me up on Facebook, if you hit me up in the email, we will see it, I promise. I know we're not on Twitter, but I check Twitter actually every day. 
I do take a peek at Twitter. I've, I've gotten into the Facebook of Twitter where I just kind of lurk and got a few people I follow and I watch. Mm-hmm. So reach out to us. We will see it. I promise. Uh, hit up on the Reddit. Uh, Emperor's very good at letting me know when people comment on the Reddit and want our attention. So all that stuff. But Matt, unless there's anything I'm forgetting, we'll see you guys next week. Mm, yeah. Have a nice night, guys. So I built my new deck. You actually you haven't played against it yet. So, yeah, I'm just going to um, I'll. I'll play uh, my my fourth land at Temple Garden, you know, Pioneer Monday, just to kind of set the scene for you a little bit. Play a Temple Garden. I'll shock, um, but I'll pass the turn. Cool. Uh, can't think of the fucking elf I want to play, but I'm playing an elf. <laughs> In response, Collected Company. Oh, you're doing it too, huh? <laughs> I'm doing it too. <laughs> and, of course, I hit Archon of a Mary. You can only play one spell this turn. Fuck you. <laughs> Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Chicken Matt chatting meta games or slinging some spells. Casting elves, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time. They're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms of Sophia, some so scary, so legendary. Queer and rangers crowns the sylvan libraries for when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhaled, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of Paradise sang, tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs, stopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their visions, thou and serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses. Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Strong cards with the cantrip cartel.